yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Access Podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Yo, this is, we're at the end of the year, man. We made it. We, we, yeah, Jenny we... Kiss and Styles P, we're going to make it. <laughs> we, we, we made it, bro. It's been a good we one. We made it. Yo, this has been a crazy year. And it was only right that we should end it with those that we respect, love, and those who have contributed to this medium and forum of, of podcasting. So it wasn't about us. It was about everyone. And I think that, you know, we were very happy to have um, the, our fellow podcasters, our peers join us. And I'm really, sincerely, I really like, I really, really like the perspective, bro. Like, it's really good to see. And it definitely gives, like I said to the guys at the end of the episode, gives me food for thought and it yeah led, you know it's it's dope i didn't see things the way they did and i can be very snobbish about music and everything me too me too and actually i think it's really nice that we're able to have that because we could just learn so it was dope love. just it was dope just to hear people talk about music in a way one that i could appreciate and understand and kind of get into the the science and the theory behind music yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah, know yeah. not just yeah it's a banger or you know is this this is hard they actually explain why and yeah it was great just to speak to people with a different perspective because yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. we end up in this echo chamber type thing especially when it comes right. to music but it was dope it was dope really right. refreshing definitely so so big ups to, to to all of those who who joined us we really really appreciate you much love so just to give a quick shout obviously in the, in the description but rhymes and dimes tbh podcast uh, Crate AO8s, Beats, Rhymes, and Life podcast, and of course, Breaking Atoms. Uh, Chris holding down the fort, but now we must love, man. So support each and every one. Support each and every one of those podcasts. They've got some great things, interviews, really in-depth analysis. You can hear from the way in which they're breaking down uh, rappers and things like that. They are really very, very much music fans uh, and rap fans. So this is Mike's the Roundtable. Breaking Atoms, and our favourite UK hip-hop podcasts. Check it out. It's a very special episode of the Breaking Atoms podcast. Well, actually, it's Mike's at the round table. It's a, it's a, it's a meeting of minds. It's some of the best, some of the greatest um, podcast out- outputs and podcast, uh, podcasts out there in the UK space. Uh, Chris, I'm very excited that we're able to have so many people who are able to jump on, lend us their time and their wisdom of uh, what's happened this year. This year has been a crazy year. Um, it's gone through very, very quickly. But I'm just glad that we're, we're able to have Rhymes and Dimes podcast, TBH podcast, Crate 008, Beats, Rhymes and Life podcast, as, lo- as well as Breaking Atoms here. So big shout out to everyone involved. We're just going to be talking through some of the highlights of this year chris chris man i'm excited what about you bro talk yeah, to me I, I i am excited man you know come back i come back with my post cuba glow looking like um you know captain uganda you know what i mean my skin looking like the original man out here so i'm 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 good i'm good um as you know one's crib was broken into <laughs> yeah i know yeah, man. So, that's dark, yeah. man. That's... someone broke into the house but you know it's funny right the first thing on my mind i was just like i hope they don't touch the nintendo switch you know like I hope did they, they, did they leave the, did they, did they leave the switch? Yeah, but it's all good though, isn't it? Because now you can back up in the server. So I'm like, yeah, take the switch in it. But man's Mario Kart progress is, is cool. Do you know what I mean? So 
Um, yeah, they broke <laughs> they broke into the crib, but it's all right. If that was a PS5, you would have been done for. I've yes, ne- yes, yeah, me, yeah. I've yeah. never owned a, a PlayStation. I'm 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 Nintendo to what? the end. I'm, wow. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Never owned a PlayStation. I've never owned console, the Xbox. Con- console beef and that. Console beef and that. Oh, come on, man. Man had a super scope for the Super Nintendo. You remember that one where you hold the, um, the thing on your shoulder? Yeah, that was. Ah, oh, that one's back. Did you have the power glove? Okay. You know, man know about the game. Club. You know, man know about the game. Come on now. I had a GameCube too. What, um, Burnout? Get... Come on, man. Yo, we have to have a conversation after this. This is getting deep already. Do you know what I mean? Anyone who wants, anyone wants some smoke on time crisis, holler at me in it. Just wow. Wow. I hope you got the setup for that, though. I used wow. to. I don't have anything more. I just got the real thing now, and I don't even have to fake shit in it. Ra- random no, no, ra- um, random really... thought, though, bro. It's like, it just, just this conversation that makes you realise how much money we wasted in arcades. Yeah. Oh, so much. Well, there's so house much. deposits left in those arcades, you know? Yeah, we, we, <laughs> them them chip shops got, took a lot of money in it. Them chip shops took a lot of money. Margate and that. <laughs> let's 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 get into this, man. Right. So we've got we've got the the, the brightest and the best of of UK hip hop in the building, and it was only right to close out this year with those people. Um, so first thing we're going to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to go de- you know different names and around the room. Um, is first things on the agenda is favorite album and why. So talk about your favorite album, and you can mention a couple of others as an honorary thing. If you do want to, you know, chime in rather than talking over each other, just hit me in the chat or hit me a wave, uh, and hopefully I'll see it and then we'll, we'll bring you in. So favorite album and why. Let's start with Yemi and Peter. So Yemi, Rhymes and Dimes podcast. Talk to us about your favorite album of the year and why. All right. So my favorite album of the year quite easily is um, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Okay. I feel like Freddie Gibbs is probably one of the best rappers going right now. Um, and he's proven that over the last six year stretch since Pinata. Um, and the Alchemist is just, it's just a god when it comes to like production and stuff. So when you bring those two forces together, like you get what you got with Alfredo. Like it's so like simple and to the point, it's very short and very sweet, but you know, the colorful textures of the production along with like, you know, Freddie Gibbs is uh, rapping and the guest features as well that came through and just like delivered and just, you know, it was, it's just a great experience. Like some albums are meant to like move the culture. And then there are some that are just really great rap albums. And Alfredo was one of those. So um, yeah, man, that's definitely one of my favorites. Actually my favorite of the year. Um, anything that Freddie Gibbs touches, like I'm all over it. So, you know. Bit of a stand, really. I probably should stop. E- yeah, yeah, yeah. E- 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 ESGN for life, isn't it? ESGN for life, and that. Come on, man. I was in that set way before it was cool. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, from Gary, I'm, I'm from Gary via Lagos, but um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> but basically, yeah. That's my that's my favorite. Yeah, and as far as honorable mentions go, um, yeah, Run the Jewels, RTJ Four, which I feel like mm. came out at the best possible time, especially with what's going on in the world. Um, and also Jay Husby Conspiracy as well, which I feel like even though that dropped in January, um, I still mm. think that's the best album coming out of the UK this year um, for a bunch of different reasons. So big up all of those albums, but yeah, Alfredo for me. I'll, I'll go along with that. Alfredo is great. And Chris may, always makes the point about sometimes a lot of albums get missed in January. I think what you were saying, was it CJ Fly who came out in January? Yep, that's my uh, guy. Chris? Yeah, so like you forget these things. So absolutely, I think Alfredo's great. Um, Peter, um, it's a, it's a tough one, man. I feel like it's been a really good year for underground hip hop specifically. 
Um, but I think my favourite album this year has probably been Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof. Okay. Um, I think with Zelda as a whole, I've just been, for the last couple really? of years, I feel like I've really been holding it down for underground hip hop specifically. Um, but this year particularly, I feel like Benny probably dropped his best project. Um, I didn't, I kind of underestimated Hit Boy as well. He produced the whole project. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know Hit Boy was that good. So I'm not going to front. Um, I don't know. I just didn't really see him as that musical, to be quite honest with you. So when I heard, when I heard the album, I didn't really have any expectations. Um, and then in hearing it, I was just like, yeah, nah, he's, he's on stuff. He, he's on stuff. So I feel like Benny has been doing some of the best rapping from Griselda like the last couple of years. I think initially I thought Conway was the best rapper. And me and Yemi would kind of always go back and forth. And I was saying to Yemi that, yo, Conway's the one. Well, right. like, yeah, particularly, I feel like Benny's kind of been the one to step out and be like, no, you know what, it's me. I'm the one sort of thing. Um, yeah. And for this particular project, just very consistent. I love the beats. The beats are very different to what Benny usually raps on. I find that because he raps to a lot more Derringer beats and Beat Butcher, they're a lot more darker, grimier, dusty. And Hit Boy, I feel like he added a bit more soul to Benny's discography with this particular album. Um, okay. And yeah, I just, I just enjoyed it from top to bottom, man. All, every single song was fire, the features were flawless. And yeah, he just rapped his ass off. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think that's, I think it's a good chat. I think also just Griselda's a crew and, and ageism. You know, we we have that we have a, such a big thing and see how old Westside is. All those guys, they're mature guys who may, may come across to the average listener who doesn't know it that they're new, but they're not. They've been here for ages and they've got maturity to their music. And I think there is always that thing about Conway, uh, even Westside. Westside's a fly, right? But with 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 Benny's like almost the, the technical rapper out of the kind of crew can just rap. So I think he's, he definitely stepped his game up. Um, so definitely, definitely. Uh, Riz, let's come to you next. Um, kind of to echo the same sentiments. Yeah, Burden of Proof for me was the standout in regards to my album of the year. Um, for a lot of the reasons, like you said, for a long time, Conway and Benny were like, and I think the versatility in regards to subject matter that, that Benny was able to delve into on this album kind of just gave him the edge for me. I did really enjoy um, From a God to a King as well. And I'll yeah. think oh, those would be two of my other um, notable mentions. And from the UK, just to kind of shine a little bit of light on, on what we've got going on over here, Crabs yeah. in a Back Buck. Crabs in a um, Bucket by Nines was something nice. um, for me had a lot of replay value. I've been a big fan of Nines for pretty much since the first mixtape and to see him put together a project of that quality like I've enjoyed all of his projects but in terms of again just like doing different things in terms of even the sound like I'm not necessarily a big fan of the whole Afro swing thing but he was able to sound comfortable on a different different level to what he would normally delve into. So yeah, those would be my selection of albums for the year. Okay. Uh Ash, <coughs> let's come to you. Ash, let's come to you from Beats Rhymes and Life. Let's come to you. What do you what, what do you feel? I'm kind of echoing more of the same, but I caught a couple of other um contenders. So Benny for me had the best album of the year. Um Okay. Not my favorite artist of the year, but best album of the year for me. I think the mix of Hit Boy doing that kind of two thousand Rockefeller type sounds um, was 
what got me. It was kind of, it gave you that bit of nostalgia with also Benny rapping the way he's rapping and kind of diversifying what he's saying. I think to echo everybody else's points from before, you know, we're used to hearing him on darker stuff. Like, I would still, I still probably prefer Tanner Talk 3, to be honest. But, like, this year, Burden of Proof, like, slaps it for me. And in terms of contenders for it, um, yeah. Conway from A King to a God, dope album. I just listened to the deluxe version again and all the extra tracks bar like one slaps for me. So, but I think I just resonated with Burden and Proof better. But also I would throw in any one of Ransom and Nicholas Craven's director's yeah. um, okay. projects. I like all five of them now. The, the fifth one, Crime Games, just dropped last week. I like all of them. I would mm. probably towards two or three but um, yeah, yeah Branson, definitely. Cam, this comes through to you. Favorite album and why? And honorable mentions. Um, feeling what everyone's saying, definitely. Brilliant year for Underground. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Grammys, but it's nice to see the shine. Honestly, yeah. especially <laughs> especially on someone Absolutely. like I mean, he's not Underground, but Royce. You know, mm. like we've all loved Royce. We know what he brings to the game. I really did enjoy that album this year. But if I'm talking about my favorite album then it's, as Yemi mentioned, Run the Jewels 4, man. Like, I think um, Alfredo's up there. Pray for Paris for my second favourite, just because I've rinsed that. The production on that is unreal. Uh, But Run the Jewels for me, uh, I was looking at it for our wrap-up, and initially it was Alfredo and like other people in there. Then then I started actually putting the criteria down. And I thought, lyrically, is there a better display of ridiculous lyricism track by track on any other project that's my taste so mm-hmm. um punchlines different technical flows saying ridiculous language like charlatans and and, and and what they come up with like the words they use uh talking about uh, imbibing things and we did a, we did a review for it and i was like their language use is amazing so that first but but more than anything i know we're going to talk about mvps and rappers of the year um but killer mike for me has brought everything inside outside the game this year um in a in a year where I've needed someone to step up and help me make sense. Like in the 60s, they had Malcolm, they had Stokely, they had all these people to help them make sense of what was happening. This year, mm. I was a bit lost and I couldn't believe it was a rapper, man. And it was when he had that, 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 um, I think they were right in Atlanta and, and he had a, ch- and he, and he had a speech and it could have mm. been anyone, mm. it could have yeah. been a politician, but it was Mike and he stepped up and uh, I'll always remember that. And I, I remember being very moved by his, a verse on Walking the Snow as well, which is my verse of the year, which was like, yeah, just timing-wise, just blew my mind, man. So, um, Run the Jewels, man. And production-wise, it's got everything as well, like bangers. I will get thugged out to this. I want to see them live again. You know, I'll, yeah. I get that. And I get the introspective Mike talking about his mom. You know, or you get you get a lot of different things out of that as well. And other than that, I, I, the only person I think who brings more heart to, like, their rhymes is Conway. Conway, I think, brings heart and soul that I feel that mm. man's pain, you know, when he rhymes. And I think Killer Kill Mike, for me, to my ears, I have some similar things when he's when he's saying what he's saying. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's mm. me, man. RTJ4, bro. Dope. Dope. That's, that's dope. Uh, Chris, let's come to you. Um, 
Don't say your own album. Either. No, no, no. Come on, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm five mics all day. We got Daniel is about to enter the room, so I'm going to oh, let okay. him in. Um, and okay, then I'm going to kick off my team. All right. So, boom. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. So, okay. my favorite album of the year, um, up until this morning, it was pretty much a tie. Um, I'm going to go with CJ Fly, Rude Boy. Um, and the reason why... Okay. I'm telling you, man, as a, as a, as a proud Jamaican, innit? Like, to hear... First of all, the subject matter, it was almost like a parallel in time travel. So based, his album's based in Brooklyn. It was very reflective of me growing up in Kenza Rising Halls and, you know, songs like Block Party. It made me remember just going to the barbershop and there was someone cooking the jerk chicken outside in the pan in the summertime, you know? Um, similar backgrounds, similar um, upbringing as well. Um, he's half Jamaican, half Bayesian. So I, I, there, was some, there was some really intrinsic links in the music. Hip hop historically has a very uh, troubled relationship with with rappers doing Jamaican accents and so forth. Um, some are more authentic than others. Um, KRS One does a decent one. Busta Rhymes is the best, but CJ Fly definitely brought that Caribbean flavor, which I really appreciated, and it, it, it filled me with a sense of pride. Subject matter was varied. You know, he had the street stuff with Conway, um, the R and B as well real real big r&b elements and he also does a very good dmx impression like there's a song on there and he's rapping like dmx so i was on the treadmill right and i'm thinking raw i said when did dmx do this and he's actually doing a dmx impression so it's really cool to see the people that we grew up listening to you know the dmx's and the 50s and how they're influencing this generation yeah. you know it's not like oh i'm influenced by jay-z and nas because we all are but to hear you know people say i'm influenced by 50 or i'm influenced by this person you know people who we were outside listening to it's pretty cool so the production as well i want to mention this production the production specifically because um static selector did live instrumentation throughout the whole project because they were basically they basically couldn't clear the samples mm. so they got live instrumentation throughout the whole album so it sounds really big it's rich um, it's almost like, bro, it's, it's almost like there's gospel influences there. It's, it's, there's a lot of movement as well. And I love the album because I wasn't expecting to like it that much. I bought it because it's static selector. It's pro era. So they had my buyer's loyalty. But when I, when I heard it, I even played it for my wife and I'm like, I don't really share everything with her, but when she heard it too, she's like, yeah, I like this. So CJ fly my favorite album of the year, honorable mention, Apollo Brown and Shane Newer as God intended. I, I think maybe as an album as a whole, it's probably one of the best put together albums. So many emotions on that album. It, it, it touched me. Um, it really, really touched me. And just talking to you about it now, I, I feel chills. Um, and I think it's really, really important. That's the, that album allowed me to know who Shay Newer was. Um, yeah. In terms of her story, where she's coming from, it, it's very similar to like, you know, you, some, some, some artists, they have albums where, you know, it's a really good display of music. And then they have the albums where they let you into their world. So Supreme Clientele is amazing music. But Iron Man tells me who Dennis Cole, Ghostface is. His love of soul music. Sure. You know, sleeping For in sure. the bed with his cousin and roaches in the box. It told me that story. So the album kind of gave me a similar feel, feel to that. Honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to go with Ransom. His, his, his pen was mad this year. And it was just, it was just silly how Ransom, I call Ransom the MVPP, most valuable pandemic poet. He gets that title from <laughs> me. And um, yeah, Benny, Griselda, all, all those guys, all of them, all of them. It's, it's, been, it's been an amazing yeah. year. Your, your old Droog just dropped something too. It's late. He just dropped, yeah. 
but it's wonderful. It's fire. It's fire. My man, my man fire. was rapping in Russian, bruv. Russian. Nah, it's fire. It's fire. Yeah, he's rapping in Russian. So yeah, that um, top album, CJ Fly, Rude Boy. That's my album of the year. Okay. Love it. Boom. I'm so glad you didn't say your own because I would just I would have I would have chucked you off the, this live straight. But you you got to understand though, innit? Like you know, you see when you're operating on a different plane, innit? Like sometimes you can't even put yourself in the ratings like that. You know what I mean? So it's alright though, innit? No, nah, man, I'm I'm brown, innit? I don't have to I don't have to understand anything, innit? I understand whatever <laughs> I want, innit? Oh, I say, sorry, sorry. This is not all right. Let's just, not yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Ebony, thank you, Daniel, for joining as well. So for your benefit, Daniel, we're talking about favorite album and why. Any uh, honorable mentions, but we'll go to Ebony first for your favorite album and why. Okay, cool. So I mean, I'm gonna bring us down in age and highlight one of the newer guys. Polo G's album "The Goat" was one of my favorite albums from this year. Like honestly, like he just reminds me. Um, as far as like the younger guys that have something to say and are principled, the GOAT album, just the, his story. I have an affinity for Chicago rappers too. And um, so I really enjoyed like that's now that I've just been playing um, throughout the year. And then to bring it to the UK, Nines, Crabs in a Bucket, absolutely love that album, still playing it. And also Shay Lingo, um, Worst Generation. Um, deeply felt album he's been around for so long and i'm like so happy for him and that album's just yeah it's immaculate oh, perfect, perfect. daniel Ooh, let me unmute um do you know one of my standout albums this year which might be a bit of a shock but um <laughs> unknown t's album was actually very good this year okay. i i think i liked it because i spend a lot of time listening to like all the rap so a lot of the newer stuff, I can't lie to you after my while, I just I switch off because it just sounds the same. But when I heard Unknown Tees, I was like, hmm. And I've been like, I've been listening to Unknown Tees for probably about, obviously about a year and a half, two years. And I like him because in terms of like cadence, flow, everything is just, it's just unique. I love it. Um, so when I heard this album, I was like, yo, this is a really well put together project. Like it, it doesn't sound like arse, basically. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like absolute trash. So I, I guess I was, and maybe it's the shock of it, but that the project was really good from top to bottom. Um, Shay Lingo was definitely number one. West Generation, absolute standard oh. album. Um, in terms of kind of ideas that he had, production, everything is just it's a musician's album, and I just yeah, I, I'd say like I, I, I f of it very very heavy. Um, can I can I put in an album that's not rap though? Yeah, go, go for it, go for it. All right. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. One of the albums which um, stood out the most to me was um, Liana Lahave's um, um, album that she dropped this year. Honestly, oh my Lord, that is an incredible piece of unbelievable. No, it's uh, like, I, honestly, when I heard um, um, uh, Weird Fishes and I heard Please Don't, um, Please Don't, uh, like those two songs for me were phenomenal like they were just magical but the whole album itself because she's been away for so long in, in like i say this because i'm talking from a being in music in the uk we tend to get really good albums but they get really lost in like whatever else is going on and stuff that album from start to finish was 10 out of 10 production lyrics vocals just the whole i was just like i was blown away and it's not a surprise because she's always been good so that hasn't shocked me but that album really stood the test of time. I, mean, I feel like it was, it, people aren't really going to listen to it because Lana Hayes and, you know, she might not be as big as everyone else. But mm-hmm. if you appreciate music, that album is right up there with some of the best, best music I've heard in the past, like, three or four years. I would, I would go along with that. It's, it, I mean, outside of any kind of music I've listened to this year, 
that is my favorite album hands down it gripped me from the first 20 seconds Thanks. so uh, I, I, I was just like yo what is this and then i bought the vinyl and that was that <laughs> that was the, the... <laughs> that's it um just for me i think some really really good um really assessments there analysis on some of your guys you know favorite albums yeah i've been intended and then lyric jones at the end of the year so i think lyric jones has put out an incredible album this year and it's sequenced very well um so i will go as fond air pit did you did you miss all of that just no. a, just a tad yeah, just, just, <laughs> just a smidgen. I'm in the dungeon. I'm in the dungeon. <laughs> I get, I get, I get sent to the dungeon by my wife and my kid. Um, so sometimes the internet's a bit shaky. Uh, but I was just saying, Lyric Jones. It was either a toss between um, Shane Noir, Apollo Brown, as God intended, or Lyric Jones. And we're going to go with Lyric Jones as close to the epic because I think it's an incredible album, well sequenced, um, subject matter, um, her performance. Thing. It was just abs- everything. Just it's one of those things that Salam Romy would say. Just the stars aligned. So I would I would go along with that. Um, yeah. Let's move on to favorite artist and why. Um, Chris, let's come to you first. Okay, my favorite artist of the year. All right, I'm, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be biased because I haven't spoken about him much. But I'm gonna go with Blue and Exile. I'm gonna put them in. I'm gonna put them in the back together. Blue Blue got black this year blue got black if you listen to that album it's called mouse like blue started talking about some things yeah blue started talking about some things i have uh i have a certain bias because gappy ranks was on there gappy ranks is from harlesden so it was good to see someone who who lived across the road from my best friend on one of my favorite albums of the year um but blues rapping 13 years later after below the heavens just went to another level and i think when blue is on there's few better. I, I often say controversial. This might be a, I might get burned with my own hot take here, but blue is what blue was Kendrick before Kendrick. All the accolades blues, all the, all the accolades Kendrick is getting now. I, I think hold that thought though. Hold that thought. The reason why I say that who was one of the first people like who was really pushing that whole alternative beat scene in, in on the West coast. It was, it was blue. And the reason why I'm saying it, because like Kendrick is, he's not oh, necessarily... He's not alternative ahead. though. Oh, I'm just, I, you know. I'm saying alternative because it's the way I'm, I mean, it's hip hop at the end of the day, but I'm talking yeah. about that kind of person who could have appealed to a different audience while still keeping it hip hop. I'm not doing a very good uh, job of explaining this. I just feel, you know, like sometimes in life you have like a failed experiment and you're thinking, okay, we're going to try it with this person, didn't work, and then someone else comes along. So think of, you know... Commons Electric Circus, really eclectic okay. album. I got, I got People didn't jump on it. And then Speaker Box came out and it's like, oh, this is what it's supposed to sound like. That's just me. But yeah, as, a, as, a, as an artist, of, as my favorite artist of the year, I think Blue really, really, really delivered a piece of work that was timely and it was very present and it spoke to the situations that we were in. And it was, um, it was really cool to hear him hook up with like AC alone um freestyle fellowship because i feel he's a part of that lineage so it was bringing two okay. worlds together and just from a rapping perspective it was just amazing a, a top performance across 20 songs so yeah blue blues my artist of the year okay that's fair uh let's come to you yemi um oh man this is the one i struggled on um 
And don't say Chris. Just don't say Chris. That's that's it. That's oh, you're good. Um, but on a Chris tip, I'll probably be a bit biased when I say um, Freddie Gibbs. Um, just because yeah. I feel like, even though he's always been a great rapper, um, and even though he didn't do a whole lot this year, I feel like he just gets better, man. Like from Alfredo to you know his verse on five hundred dollar ounces. Um, his verse on Benny's uh, on, on Benny's album as well. I feel like he's just reaching another echelon, man. And I just love it when he gets in his introspective bag as well. Like, especially on like Alfredo, where he's talking about himself and he's talking about his family and stuff. It really grips you. It's very, especially alongside all the production that he raps on, like it very much grabs you and gets you in. So I feel like he's just getting better, aging well. And yeah, man, I just think he's one of the best out. Um, and as far as honorable mentions go, I feel like on an artistic tip, um, I got to put Westside Gun in there, man. Like over the last year, he's dropped like what three albums or three projects, and I feel like his skills kind of as like a curator of like sounds and getting different types of like perspectives and voices on tunes is just sick, man. It's just sick from Pray to Paris to Who Made the Sunshine. Like he just has a knack for bringing together. All all kinds of different types of rappers and just like making it work so i got a shout out him as well and i also got a shout out um past Sally as well um yes. so like i haven't been more excited about an artist probably since jay huss to be honest which is ironic but um yeah man past Sally, i feel like anything he touches or has touched this year has just turned into gold i feel like his album is amazing um and yeah man he's just gonna get better so yeah that's my honorable no, mention no, stuff top and just on, um, I know Ashley, I'm going to bring Ashley in very quickly because he said oh. that in the chat, but um, uh, also with Westside Gun just being a great A&R as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's... very important. He's going to be, a, he's going to be an amazing... Uh, he should be hired by a label. Someone someone just give him the bag and just let him... He he could run Def Jam. He could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I know you wrote something in the, in the chat. Do you want to come um, in? Uh... So, yeah, actually, I want to respond to a couple of points. So quickly, just on Chris's point about Blue and the Kendrick comparison... Um, I understand why you would do it, actually, probably more than people would expect, because I feel like Blue's been so um, versatile throughout the years. And I think whether it's the case of him being high as fuck, because I've seen Blue drunk off his face, you know, smash an incredible performance. But then my brother saw his show a year later where he was high on something else and it was the worst show he'd ever been to in his life. So I feel like Blue's one of those characters that's just like been up and down throughout his career and could have been that guy. Because I think mm. if you listen to the stuff he features on like some of, I think there was like a kind of more poppy chant with Tanya Morgan and Von P and people like that. I think he could do it all. But, you know, we're, we're, we're like all people at the end of the day and clearly that wasn't meant for him. Um, yes, Good point. I just think that just wasn't meant for him. And for him to come full circle this year and make music like that, I was like, right, like after his whole rant about alchemists robbing him and the police jacking him for hundreds of thousands and all of that stuff, I didn't think we would ever see Blue back again properly. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, well point About Freddie. Freddie's top five rappers of the year for me, without a doubt, um, has been probably in that for the last three, four years, um, or thereabouts, absolutely. Um, and then I want to say, oh, my favourite artist this year mm -hmm. has to be Ransom, hands down. Um, for Ransom to do what he's done in these past five projects after not being in the conversation for however long, like if you mention Ransom, if somebody does know Ransom, they're going to know Ransom from Pain and Glory. They're not going to know Ransom for 
um, the proposal was static. They're not going to know him for the one percent stuff. They're not going to know. Him. To be honest, the, the, there was a best rapper alive project as well, which had three words as like the, the lead banger of it. Most people aren't going to know Ransom for that. It's going to be like oh, typical underground hip hop fan type thing. But yeah, for him to come out and put out music one that's relevant and also yeah. to still make you feel something when you're listening to what he's saying because again i always revert to pain and glory like even like my older friends that hear ransom they're like oh yeah but he did pain and glory one and two etc etc what he hasn't dropped nothing in years though i'm like no he has he's literally just dropped five projects this year like and yeah for me to come back at the level he's rapping at he's been my favorite like um i think him and benny were neck and neck and then director scene three i think tipped me over the edge and then the last two, I've just been like, yeah, that's it. He's, he's got it, hands down. Um, Honourable mentions for me, Benny, as per usual, Conway, because I think even Forever Dropping Tears on Conway's album, I felt that, like when he's talking about writing the verse for DJ Shade the day of his funeral, like, you know, that kind of stuff. You can't, you can't fake that. And I think that's something that, um, you know, that I love from Conway. Um, other than that... I don't really think I have many other honourable mentions. There's actually one person that I forgot to mention earlier, R&B singer. So I don't know if any of you remember um, Carlita Duran. Yes. She used to be featuring a lot of Little Brother stuff. Her album's bad. Her album, Kismay Green, dropped mm. this year. And I think she's always been on the outskirts. She did like a dope EP about like eight, nine years ago, like the Doug and Patty EP, I think it was called. And yeah, her album was sick. So I just wanted to throw her into the convo as well. Okay. Uh, Peter, let's come to you. Um, kind of just echoing what Ashley's just mentioned about Ransom. I think he's probably been my favourite rapper of the year. Um, just, I think a bit about his background. Like he had an issue with Joe Budden. He was, he's been around for, for a while. Mm. He was in like DJ Clue tapes. Um, he was in a group with um, a rapper called Hitchcock and Joe Budden. And then him and Joe Budden had issues. And then I kind of felt like he kind of got blackballed. And he kind of felt like he disappeared and just was really underground for a while. And then this year, he's just come back and... Um, kind of just reinvented himself in a, in a sense and aligned himself with a producer called Nicholas Craven and um, just dropped some just flawless projects, man. I just feel like his rapping ability has just been like top notch this year, man. Like, I feel like he's even more introspective than I've heard him previously. I've always known him for like, you know, the street gully side, but I feel like he's maturing more and more and he's speaking to that, that, re that real maturation into a, like a real man sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it. I've just really enjoyed it this year, man. Um, so he's probably my favourite rapper this year. Um, big up West Side Gun as well. I feel like he's largely been responsible for Griselda's, I think, success. Um, that might be a bit of a shout, but I'm, I, I genuinely believe that. I feel mm. like he's um, he's more than just a rapper. I think similar to what you guys have mentioned, he's an A&R, he's, he's, he's a curator, as Yemi said as well. And um, I've just enjoyed the images that he's kind of put forth as well. Um, and then also there's a single called Cleo Soul. She dropped an album called Rose in the Dark. Um, that's yeah. probably my favourite album any genre this year. Um, I kind of knew her from like Channel U days. Yeah, so yeah. She, dropped the album, she dropped an EP last year and then she dropped the album this year, I think. Or yeah, it might have been last year. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was amazing. So um, yeah, I, I, we got I Cleo Soul in that as well. And yeah, that's it. I feel so shamed that I didn't know Cleo had an album out. I feel yeah, so shamed yeah, that she's such good people. Yeah. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? Uh, that's it, I'm done. Just fire me, I'm done. That's terrible, that's awful. That's really awful. Thanks for that, Peter. Um, let's come to uh, Ebony, let's come to you. Cool, so, I mean, my favourite 
rapper for this year, UK. Um, it is Abracadabra, which is, of course, pretty left field for this conversation. But the reason why is more so just because when he came in the scene, he had his robbery remix, it popped, it was really big, you know, everyone loved it. And then I feel like he struggled to kind of find, like, to find a sound and a lane for himself. So right. everything that he kind of dropped after the fact wasn't really hitting in that way. So let's say fast forward now, like two and a half years, he's dropped his project, come out summer with On Death. I know he wasn't allowed outside, but the song is amazing. It's a banger. And then he's managed to put together his perspective, match it with the production. And it's, you know, just, I love to see when a younger artist just finds themselves in that way. Um, he took the time. He it's so easy to like put things out. It pops and then you fall off and then that's it. Yeah. But he came back and he, you know, he just did what he had to do. And I'm, yeah, just I, like, that's been my, that's been my favorite person to watch this whole year. So he would be my favorite rapper for this year. Perfect. Um, Danny, before I come to you, I'll come to Riz. Riz, uh, your favorite artist of the year. You're on mute, Riz. Let me on mute. Um, I'm probably going to go um, a little closer to home in regards to more artists of the year and say nines. Um, 2020 has been a very, like, I'm someone that normally takes on an abundance of music and I've found it really difficult at points to actually consume any music at all this year. And I feel that's probably due to the what's going on outside or lack of having outside and nines this year kind of reminds me of the one little piece of joy or the one little bit of outside that we got to enjoy music in for I don't know however many months it was mm. but yeah like it's always going to kind of hold a special place and it resonates with obviously everything that was going on outside and like I said I do actually like enjoy um, nines music in general so, um, yeah, that's probably more sentimentality than actually him being the best rapper or the best artist. Um, but, yeah, a notable mention, obviously, Benny speaks speaks to everything that <laughs> I can relate to in certain aspects. But, yeah, Nines will probably be my, my vote. Um, another artist, since we're doing R&B or mm. mentioning R&B, Sean Stockman from Boys to Men put out a very, very short but sweet project called The Forward that I just wanted to mention in my favourite albums from the last topic. But okay. Yeah. Oh, Daniel. Um, so I'm going to take... Uh, the only reason why I'm going to make it one of my favourite artists, and he's, he's old school, it's because of what happened last year. So I'm going to go with Nas simply because the album last year was such hot trash that to try and... <laughs> to try and... Like we do the damage from last year's album to what he did with King's Dream this year for King's Dreams was a miracle in itself. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, when I, I listened to Nas's album once last year and I turned it off, I never, I've never listened to shit again. It was awful, absolutely awful. So when I heard this year, I was like, okay, let's hear, let's well, let's see what's gonna happen because I was so like, I can't lie, I was traumatized from last year. As soon as I had the first song, I had the intro. I said, one, the Kanye one or the one with Queen's Wolf on it. The, the Kanye one, the one <laughs> absolutely awful. I think I think yeah, I know Kanye sabotaged bare ass last year, but 
he was at the top of the list. That album was really bad, you know. I mean, it was, it was poor. It was poor. It was really poor. It did it I forgot, in like I forgot, a week I, and a half. It wasn't poor. Right. That's why it was so bad. <laughs> I tried to get I tried to get a refund from Apple for buying it. As a non-Nars fan, yeah, uh, I can't really say much. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Don't let Riz talk about Nars. Just don't do it, man. Like, <laughs> we'll talk about Riz. It. <laughs> me and Riz will have battled about Nas for the last three years, like on a monthly we'll, we'll, basis. We'll, but because you know what the thing is, yeah, the honest truth is, and I can understand why, because Nas in the past five or ten years, he hasn't been at the top of his game. We know this. That's, oh, the, oh. We, we, uh, that's an understatement. However, think... Kings, the, the thing about this album was not like it's been a long time since I've had a Nas project which has been cohesive. It's made sense. The production was like he needed to get away from Kanye completely and get right back to like doing like rap the way that it's supposed to. And I feel like he did. And still, it was still more than I say. So he had people like Don Tolivar. He said that all these guys, he had Anderson Pack, the features, everything was great. But that was why it was kind of at the top of my list. My other mentions anyway, because I'm telling you that last year I was traumatized. I still haven't gotten over it. Um, so I'm um, Benny. Um, but actually, in terms of R&B, um, Colleen Taylor dropped an EP this year that was just unbelievable. Um, and it was, because he's been out for a good couple of years, but he's never dropped a bad project. He's never, ever in his life dropped a bad project. That Colleen Taylor project was just, it was ridiculous. Like, it was, it's, 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 it was, it's not long, and the songs are very much the kind of Colleen Taylor songs you'd expect, but it was so rich. It was full with so much content, and it was short as well. Um, and that's the thing, I guess, where people don't give him the kind of credit that he needs is that it's very hard to produce really high quality music that still has the same lyrics without, you know, singing the same old BS. So Colleen Taylor's project for me was like right, right up there. Like it was, it was heavy, to be honest. I keep so, telling him I can sing better than him, though. <laughs> oh, come on, Rich. <laughs> I agree with Daniel there. Colleen's album was amazing, beginning to end. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So is is Nas gonna get his, his finally get his Grammy then? Is this is this what it's gonna be? I don't think he'll get it with this album. No, no Nas is gonna get he's gonna get Denzel. They're gonna give it to him just because he should have got one before. That's what I mean. Is it gonna, is it gonna be the Leo, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the Leo thing, like the Leo DiCaprio? He way. doesn't he deserve it for this album, but I think right, they might no, give it no. to him. I can see. It. Yeah, I, I reckon so. I reckon so. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cam. Um, I already spoke on Mike Killer Mike uh, in my yeah. first bit, so he's kind of like my rapper I love but I'm going to just shine a lot I mean, we've all talked about Conway but I think he has just he, for me rapper of the year just because his his bars are unreal and Lulu's mm. one of my favourite projects of the year I love Lulu what what him and Al did on that is amazing um, From a King to a God you were talking there about the bonus things actually Raw Oysters man the way he oh. comes in on Roy man yeah he's sick but um, I've seen him in a few interviews and that as well and I'm a little bit worried about him man because he's like and I'm pretty much an alcoholic, you know, he right. seems like he has a bit of a lonely existence outside the Griselda camp. And I'm like, I don't know, man, it just feels a bit like, I don't know, just hope he See, gets himself together a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's funny you say that. I had a point back to that, that relates to the West Side point. You know, like earlier we were saying that like West Side mm. is kind of uh, heavily credited with Griselda's success, which I would agree from an early standpoint. But something I noticed this year was that with Conway's album, he was like, no, I A&R'd it myself. I did everything myself. Yeah. West didn't have nothing to do with it. Shady didn't, do you know mm. what I mean? And I feel like there's, although they've both kind of spoken out at times to clarify that there's not any friction, to me, it very much seems like Conway's just like, I, I'm going to go over here. 
we're still going to do all our tracks together. We're still probably going to do projects together. But it seems like to me, he's trying to like distance himself a little bit, whether that's because it's like, okay, this is the music exactly that I want to make. That's slightly different from what Benny or Wes would put out. I feel like we're starting to see that separation because even Benny going with Hit Boy was different. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I feel like that with Conway. And I think that's why maybe the, the stuff he's saying kind of relates to that. You know, he does seem to have that kind of lonely existence at the moment. Mm. But yeah, hopefully he's good. Hopefully. No, yeah, fair, yeah, exactly. Fair. Yeah, exactly. So I think Conway has been bringing that and I'm really interested to see what that Ransom Shane Noir 38 special thing, what comes out of that? Because... I was looking at it earlier because I'm loving 38 Special anyway, generally, but I think he dropped like 10 pieces of work like in the year. And I, that's incredible from 38. And I, I really enjoy him and what's happening with those three. The Juno album is just fire. Love that. Um, so, yeah, and, and everyone spoke on Ransom and we all know what that's saying. So they're kind of my like big players, but I think UK-wise... I'm up on like Heady One and the pit. Like I, we usually go to Yemi's Twitter to see who's like you know on fire. So that you know that's that's generally where I'm at with it. But uh, I know Juggernaut drops out some stuff as well this uh, like year, and I've been really enjoying like feeling that. Like I don't really get that in my rotation much. So so big up Jugs on that. Um, but if I'm honest, if it goes like Artist of the Year, I'm, I'm big into my uh, electronic music as well. So like Burial, Fortet, those guys are bringing things. Fortet with Madlib next year is yeah. like my dream project. I can't wait for that. But um, there's something that was along those lines that, that is a bit more R&B and soul was Salt. And I think that album, I've not heard an album that, that is that powerful, man, like to me, outside of hip-hop especially, but Salt for Black Is, and I can't remember what the second one is called, but both of them. And yeah, that is just music that's timeless. I could see in 10, 15, 20 years' time, that's the 2020, like, oh, that's what 2020 was about. Do you know what I mean? And and not just that, but just the singing, the the, the arrangements, the everything about it, the production, it's just lush, man. It's just amazing. So a point yeah. that salt that salt project, um, even the one before it, the one that was called Seven, that was the that was the mm. first one when I heard them. I had mm. never heard anything like it. Like it's so layered. It's a little bit like um, Jacob Jacob Collier. So it's very very much like that. Like it's so layered. It's so it's so it's so unique. You don't like you're not gonna pick up another project like that. And that's why for me, in terms of like creativity, I honestly I was blown away. And their vocals, like you don't even know it's two people sometimes. Like the way that mm. they come in together, I was like, that 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 project was phenomenal. So yeah, that was yeah. that was Yeah, I th- you know what? To that point, Daniel, that that's the thing with that. For someone like me who's not a muso as much, you are going to keep peeling them layers on that album, man, because every track's different. Like, I think it's Wildfires is like, I really got into that before, and now I don't even listen to it because, like, I, there's so much more in the other other tracks. So, yeah, man, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, man. Yeah. I want to make a point, though. People, people out here, um, and, you know, rightfully so, are concerned about Conway. And, yes, we do wish him well. But remember, Mary J. Blige's best music came out when she was drunk and high. When she became happy, oh, things got funny. So I hope Conway's, I hope, I don't, you know, I wish Conway the best, but don't get too happy. Still drink your beers, still smoke what you need to smoke. Do you know what I mean? Because, I'm, no, I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you, bro, when Mary J. Bly said no more drama, that was it. That was it. Do you know what? The weekend, once he stopped Coke and being heartbroken, his music wasn't as good. Trash, the first trash, three, trash. Albums, the first yeah, three so albums are classic. Bruno Mars too and that. But um, let me bring Yemi in. Sorry, Yemi was saying something. Yemi. James Blake as well. James Blake made his best music when he was like by the window. Lonely. 
Like lonely. tears drop, single hey, tears. Hey, 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 get lonely, bro. James, get lonely. Hold on, that James Blake album, the last one they put out was quality. What are we saying here? It was good, but the depressed James Blake is superior. Yeah. I've got a couple mm. points. I'm with you. I'm with you. Go on, go on, go on. R&B in general, I think make when when R&B artists are depressed, it makes for their best music. See, um, yeah. I think it's a little bit different with rap. Sometimes rappers feed into that bag. None of us would have ever listened to Joe Budden if Joe Budden wasn't depressed and going through mental health issues for the majority of his career. And I think that's where most people can relate to him, even to this point now, with him not even rapping anymore. Um, but I feel like, yeah, with rap, it definitely has an influence. But I feel like rappers can be happy and, well, possibly happy. We don't know, because most rappers front a lot anyway. Yeah. But they can not necessarily be going through the trauma that we expect from... Um, from Mary J. Blige is always the prime example. There's plenty of other artists that have done it, but mm. Mary's the example. Of, she got happy, and it was like, mm. yeah. But I, if I Conway really if, it so much anymore, if Conway come with a "We Are the World" record, you're gonna be mad. Yeah, I'll be vexed. So. Yeah, you will all be vexed. Yeah, man. I'll stay, be vexed. stay drinking, stay smoking. Wish you the best. Oh my lord! Don't advocate that anywhere, bro. <laughs> just take care of your health, bro. Do you know what I mean? Um, just, I'm just sorry. for me, just for me. I think for me, Freddie, because I'm a think. I love you. I've loved Freddie since day dot, right? Freddie's my, I just have an affinity to him like no other. But outside of just kind of someone that, an artist that I've enjoyed watching and hearing speak and leading throughout the year, not necessarily just making music, would be Royce to Five Nine. So I would just talk about how, how Royce had just become this leader and check people. And I just love hearing Royce talk. So just outside of kind of making music in general, I'd say it would be Royce. Go on, Cam. Uh, just on the Royce point, the fact that he produced that album as well is yeah. show me and incites that artist is just incredible. So yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. already he's already a better producer than Eminem. Can you believe this? I yeah, can man. believe that. I can believe that. Eminem's trashing that. Peter, 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 Peter. 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 <laughs> on the Royce, True. I feel like his albums are too long. Like, I enjoy his music lyrically. He's top, mm. but he's they're just too long for me, man. You prefer a long Royce album or a short Nas album nowadays? Like, really, what what do you actually yeah. prefer? I think I prefer. I get like a, a long Nas album. Give me a long Nas album. Or a, or, a, or a trash Kanye Nas album. Ashley, come 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 through. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> things are things are heating up, boy. No, Royce now, yeah. Royce is has been probably one of the best active rappers in the last five years. The way Royce has been rapping has been on another level. But I'm going to say something that people might not agree. He should have left producing alone. I'm going to echo those sentiments. I'm, I'm not with Royce's production whatsoever. Um, okay. The album, I'm not going to say the album was trash because it wasn't trash. Royce raps so well that I think no matter what music is going on, he will carry it. But I think he bounced from the album prior to that production wise to what he's then put and I was just like nah I don't I, I didn't enjoy the allegory like at all like, it was a cute I, effort I appreciate yeah, I appreciate wow. what he's done and That's like really- and, I, and I can appreciate that at this <laughs> stage in his career he's like Do you know what fuck it I'm gonna make beats too and he's around dope producers and artists all the time like Mr. Porter you said how many tips he picked up of Mr. Porter yeah. but when I listened to him I was like nah this ain't like I, I it, nothing really caught me like from a Beat wise, and to me, as much as people were saying, um, like you had loads of people around him at the time that were like, Oh, like Royce doesn't sound like he just started making beats. No, he does sound like he just started making beats, <laughs> and there's still some dopeness in there, but he doesn't sound like a pro- he sounds like a beat maker. And from someone that used to make 
big beats. That's what I say. He sounds like he's got some dope samples, he's got some dope sounds, and he's put together stuff that he thinks, yeah, in my mind, this is something that I can like wrap my ass off to. But I feel like the end product for me, mm, it worked for me. I'm still 100% percent yeah, i kind of to follow up that, yeah. that, that a lot of what I've said is, is for me, as someone that has kind of had an ear for production, like in terms of what you would want to rap over versus what sounds good from a consumer perspective isn't always a good marriage. So I think Race kind of got too caught up with the whole idea of I want to make the most, not necessarily complicated, but rich production sounds rather than focusing on what would sound good on an album. And I, that for me, it was abundantly clear that he focused a little bit too much on that as opposed to making an album that flowed well in terms of the sequencing and stuff like that. You can tell, I think you can tell that as well. You can tell that he made a very special effort on the beats. But where I guess I'm at is where I'm like, it, it kind of paid off. I, I, I enjoyed the album. While I agree that it was a little too long, I feel like there was as much focus on the bars as there was the production. Um, and even though it might sound sometimes like, you know, he's got all these cool sounds, he wants to put them into one. For the most part, it worked. Well, I feel like anyway. And the, the themes and the topics of the album kind of tied it all together anyway. Married out. Me anyway. Yeah. Or was yeah. it that the lyricism was so good that it made the beat sound better than they actually are? 100%. I would agree with that. It's kind of hard for, for like, to listen to Russ, and if you appreciate Russ's rapping ability, you don't like Russ could rap over traffic and sound amazing to me. <laughs> Fair. Um, the only thing I want to say, just to point out, um, is I ain't getting in no slamming match with Riz because man said it was a cute effort. I don't want yeah. that to go over anyone's that's, head. That's the part of the year. That's the part of the Chris, 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 let's call the episode. It was a cute effort. Yeah. yeah you know what? I was, I was going to say the same thing. It was the year in review. It was a cute effort. Yo, that, that was just, yeah, I ain't, nah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't arguing <laughs> with you, Riz, ever, bro. Like, that's, that's a different level of skill there to just cut it down. Like, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean it in a disrespectful way. No, 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 no. But I just, <laughs> I just, I just like the way it, it was, it was, it was nonchalantly done. It was just like, yeah, it was a cute effort, but you're speaking from experience. So, um, but it's a nice segue. We're talking about Royce production. Let's talk about favorite producers of the year. Um, let's come to you, Cam, first. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to say the obvious one, but uh, shout out to a few that I've loved before that. Apollo Brown, you talked about him. Spanish Ran, MF Blue. I don't know if anyone watched that project. Love that. Love, love that uh, album. Nick, love, such a good album. Nicholas Craven, absolutely killing it. Um, but it's uh, if you just look at it in black and white, it's, it's Alchemist, man. Like, he's just brought... Uh, I just see everyone nodded, because it's true. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, hold Alchemist. that thought, though. Hold that thought, though, Cam. Go on, go on, yeah. Alchemist is amazing. Goat-level producer. Mm-mm. But I, I, know he, I know he did one track that I'm not going to... I, I just feel, I feel he's on cruise control at the moment. Okay. I feel it's on cruise control. I listened to that. Okay. Um, I listened to uh, Baldy James. It's it's good music. When I was washing the dishes, it was cool. It was cool. It was cute. It was cute. It was cute. It was bro. It was. It was a. It was. We're a, not doing that with the Alchemist, man. We're not doing that to the Alchemist. No, 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 no. No, listen. No, listen. Hold on. Hold. Hold tight. Hold tight. Alchemist is in my top fifteen of all time. Right. 
He, I would, I would never disrespect the alchemist. What he did on Alfredo was crazy. I suspect that my lack of interest in the um, the Baldy James is just because I'm not really keen on Baldy James that much as a lyricist. He's so boring. I think, I think, I think it's that. We'll talk about it. But I think it's that. But I just wanted to say it was like the tale of two cities with the alchemist for me this year. On one hand, with Alfredo, incredible, and then you had the other side. It's kind of for me, eh. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, let Cam wow. finish. Let Cam finish. Now, then I'll say fuck Alchemist. But carry on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, to be fair, if you're not into Baldy, which a lot of my friends yeah. aren't, I can see that. But if you're looking at like the Vince Staples feature on uh, Price of Tea, you got just the beats. I know people like you say there is coasting, man. Surf and turf, slow roll. All these things are just impeccable, but so different to Lulu. I'm listening to fourteen. I can't remember. There's so many tracks on there. The, the, the contract's one of my favourite tracks of the year. Just that, the way he uses that, the, the sample and pretty much lets that do all the work. I can see what you mean sometimes about him, like maybe just leaning heavily on one thing, facet of that track. But if that, if that track is like 1985 and that guitar sample is that good, so what man do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think Al is just, and even his EPs, and little small EPs he drops, uh, the food villain, stuff like that. They're interesting. Like people saying, but people don't want to talk about it, but I love that stuff. So I think Al, Alfredo, that Baldy, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I can't look past him. Um, yeah. And I've got loads of merch with Al- Alchemist on it now, so I can't get rid of that, can I? So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, before, before I go to Ebony, Chris, what, what's your beef with Alchemist? Isn't it? No, just... no beef. No beef. I love oh, sorry, All right. So, what your feelings behind him being an autopilot? Is it because you're comparing it to his previous work or the work he's put out this year? Is it you're holding him in such a high regard that you're comparing him, comparing him to his previous work? So, like, or is it just you're just looking at going the whole year he's been coasting? I think the reaction to my thought just proves the point. It's like, how can you say anything bad about Alchemist? Of course, I can. I bought oh. everything he's put out. Um, so, I just, I just feel there are. You know, Cam mentioned before that, you know, a certain sound and style, you know, Apollo Brown has a certain sound and style and I love his, I love his sound. Same with DJ Premier. I think any of the great producers have a certain style and sound. Um, I just think Alchemist has reinvented his sound two or three times in the last 20 years already. When he first came out, it was very Premier, very large professor. Then he found his sound with the Mob Deep stuff. And then he found this new sound that he's doing. I'm really looking forward to him reinventing his sound again. Cause I think on my side of things, I think it's getting a bit repetitive personally. Okay. But he's one of, he's one of like, bro, Alchemist can put out, I'll buy it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's Alchemist, bro. Like I, oh, I, understand. I understand. Average, I understand. average Alchemist is better than some people's best. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I understand. I just, I just wanted to clarify before, before I come to you, actually, and kind of Peter, and then we'll go to Ebony after that. Peter. Um, it's kind of difficult for me to come after that, but I'm going to say Alchemist as well. Um, I feel okay. like, I think on your point with regards to him sounding a bit samey, maybe a bit boring, I think it's because of the sound of the underground at the moment. I feel like a lot of producers now are heavy into the soul samples. And I feel like with regards to Alchemist reinventing his sound, that hasn't always been his sound. Mm. And it seems like that's what he's doing more now. I feel like when he was with Mob Deep, he was on that. He was kind of making his beats without the sample. Now, maybe he's leaning too much on the sample, but for me, it still sounds great. Um, I think the first beat that I heard this year from him that really made me like feel like, yeah, this guy is really in a great space was um, on Jay Electronica's album. 
never ended mm. Jay Z. It just sounded beautiful to me. It just sounded amazing, like amazing music. Um, and then his performance on Lulu, I just thought was great. I feel like, um, I guess similar to, I feel like he's being influenced a lot these days by Madlib as well. I feel like I can kind of hear a lot of Madlib in him, and that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I've just enjoyed what he's done this year. I feel like I enjoyed what he did on um, Lulu. And I'm not a fan of Boldy James either, but that sounded good. The project sounded good. Um, and then, you know, the, the project with Freddie Gibbs as well. I've just really enjoyed that too. So yeah, for me... Actually, Ashley, before we come to Ebony, you want to, um, you want to chime in? I agree with Chris. Um, okay. Alchemist is cruising a little bit. And I also agree that Alchemist is cruising. It's still better than most producers' best. Um, but I think... Like Alfredo was dope, but I actually think the beats on Fetty were better than Alfredo, personally. Um, and I think even Lulu wasn't as good as I expected to. I still like it. I, I still really like it, to be totally honest. But uh, that was where, for me, it hit that kind of... It's not stagnation, because it's not. It's still good music, isn't it? But for me, it was like there was a step missing that I felt like in comparison to the other stuff he's been releasing over the last maybe year or two in comparison. But overall, his level is incredibly high. But I, yeah, I think he's just cruising just a little bit. Or maybe, whether it's him cruising or whether it's the artists that are picking the beats out of what he's playing them, I say, oh, do you know what, I want to go for that. And also to touch on Boldy, I still really enjoyed that album. But I found that like Boldy just makes me want to go to sleep. Like I'd, I, I can't describe it any other way. Like I remember I was talking to Riz when the album first dropped and he was like, what's it saying? I was like, the beats are dope, but... I couldn't tell you anything that Boldy's saying. Like, and that was my initial impression. And I'm gonna scale it back a bit. He did grow on me, but Boldy, I think, is he says he says the right things, but I think his delivery, because it's so monotone. You see, like Guru was monotone, mm. but Guru had premiere. Like, if you're gonna be monotone, you need to have the right type of music behind you. And I feel like the rest of the stuff Boldy's dropped was like the Versace tape, all of that wasn't really hitting. So that's where I kind of find myself on the fence with him. Okay. Cam, I'll come back to you. I want to get to Ebony's first and then Peter as well. So um, Ebony's come to you with favourite producer. Cool. Uh, favourite producer, I mean, the obvious pick, to be honest, is Hip Boy for this whole year. Hip Boy, what, earlier, I think, it is it Ade? You said that you didn't know that, uh, or you didn't know that Hip Boy was like dope like that. And Hip Boy's been one of my favourite producers out of, like, the new generation of producers for, like, the last, like, eight years or whatever the case has been. Um, what he's done this year in taking that executive producer role and really crafting albums to the sound of the artist, I think that's not... It's spoke, it's not it hasn't been spoken enough about for me, but he's been my favourite producer this year. What he did with, of course, the Nas album. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Um, he even put out a project of Don Kennedy. I hated the Big Sean album, so we won't really okay. talk about that too okay. much. Okay. In, okay. <laughs> in general, what Hit Boys this year just um, it's been dope, especially because of course he did all the mainstream stuff when he came out under Kanye's label, and he was on the producer like side of it, and he did a bunch of big records, and he went away, and he brought out his own label of hits since '87. And now he's come back and he's, yeah, he, he, he bodied this whole year, honestly, with okay. pretty much all sides of hip hop. Okay. Okay. Cam, you want to come in earlier? Oh, oh man, don't worry about it. I was going to say, there were the projects. Were you not feeling him, the stuff that he did with Real Bad Man? Was it that one that just came out? And the main drum at Nichols as well with Boldy. I think that is one of my favorite albums of the year because it's so, his voice is so, 
I know people can find it boring, but on that production, I thought it worked really well, oh, and his stories were amazing. I'll, I'll hold my hand up. I haven't listened to the latest one, the real Neither have I. one. That's mm. that's on the list. I actually I noticed it the other day, and I was yeah. thinking, you know what? I am going to listen to it. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. So. You know, I, 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 I think I'm a, back to that. I think I'm a bit salty as well, man, because like. I bought the the price of tea in China and I bought it in it. I paid for it with my own money and, and then these men put out deluxes like like two weeks later and that like and I'm just feeling like come on man like come on man Alan, come on Alan come on man. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Yemi. You want to say something? I was just gonna say yeah. That's it. Oh yeah, fine, fine. Peter, you had your hand up as well, so. Yeah, no, Ashley mentioned earlier that Boldy kind of made him feel like he wants to fall asleep. And I was going to say that Boldy and J. Cole made me feel the exact same way. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you had to mention Cole, I'm going to come to Chris last. So uh, at the end of that, we'll talk about Boldy and how... Um, and, and J. Cole. We'll talk, we'll talk about both. Oh, uh, yeah, we well, let's talk about J. Cole. We need to talk about J. Cole. We, we'll, we'll talk about J. Cole because, like, I'm, like, he's grown, but, like, he when he first came out, he was just swearing to end the bar, and I just used to hate that to, to no end. He used to just annoy the hell out of me. It was everything was a fuck, and then the next bar, oh, shut up, man. But anyway, he grew, and I, I, you know, grew with him. But anyway, I'm sorry about Cole about some things anyway. Um, yeah, I me, mean, let's come to you. Cool. Um, Alchemist. Um, okay. I feel like, for me, my journey with Alchemist is a little different, so... I wasn't really here for all the mob deep stuff or before. I only really started t- paying attention to Alchemist in the last couple of years in the midst of his sound now. And I just feel like he has mastered the idea of just like simplicity. Like all of his beats aren't too complicated. Yes, they're sampled, but he knows how to pick the right sample, right bit of the sample and just like let it flow. And I just love that about him. It's very cinematic. You know, anyone who raps on it sounds amazing, even Eminem. And like, I just feel like across Alfredo, Lulu, all the stuff that he's dropped um, himself and, you know, the Body James stuff as well. I think Surf and Turf is one of my favourite instrumentals of the year as well. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, man, there's not many doing it better right now. So, yeah, man, I'm definitely going to have to say Alchemist. And as far as, like, honourable mentions go, mm-hmm. Darringer and Beat Butcher. I feel like for Lemon alone, um, I feel like... If they just went into the studio of Method Man, Method Hand would have probably have a classic. Um, yeah. But that's just me. Lemon was yeah, man, just, yeah. On, sorry. yeah, and they've just been holding the fort for Griselda for so long, and they just seem to get better as well. So, as you can tell, I'm quite a fan of that kind of production. So, yeah. No, people, listen, people, I'm just gonna. He's my favorite. That's because that's people's, and I, I love him. I also know the the influence he has there, and Lemon is so simple. It's simplicity at its best, right? It's not so overproduced. It's just excellent. Um, let's come to you, Riz. Very producer. I'm, I'm going to go straight out of left field. Um, everyone's going to say Alchemist and all of that great stuff. But my favourite beat of the year was Versace on Pray for Paris. And it was produced by Jay Versace. Um, I know it's a, 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 a big title for someone with as few um, actual production credits as he has. I'll go and listen to any of the beats that he's produced mm. and they're fire. So <laughs> that, that's my favorite producer of the year. I'm not going to sit here and wax lyrical about 38 Special. We all know what all of these guys can do. For me, it was just really refreshing to hear someone of his age with the ability to pick out that really unique samples and flip them in, in a very unique way. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Ashley. Oh, so no, my actual choice now, because I was giving rebuttals earlier, weren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your actual no, choice. So my actual choice, um, 
it would probably I'm gonna say Nicholas Craven, to be honest. And I'm gonna say it because I don't feel like there's a bad beat across the director's cut series. So to put out four or five projects, um, and even some of them weren't, you know, beats that I would necessarily go for off the bat. You know, I the stuff like um JD's Revenge and Eyes Wired Shot off the last couple of projects that are that's my proper soul sample hitting drums type of bag there's a lot of the stuff in there that's just like kind of really subtle loops that have been chopped up with no drums as well that hit me so I'm going to say Nicholas Craven was probably my actual favorite this year Alchemist is right behind him Hit Boy is um, right there as well because I think to do Burden of Proof which sounds like he was in Baseline Studios like to do that now is like incredible i know a lot of people didn't like it a lot of griselda fans didn't like it but for me like it was the perfect mesh of styles um yeah nicholas craven alchemist hit where um yeah i would say that's probably it for me there's probably others that i could mention off, off the top but okay. yeah they would i'd say the most consistent this year okay daniel before we come to chris uh daniel who is your favorite producer um i'm gonna go with hit boy actually he produced so many um so many of my favorite songs this year, obviously, particularly the the Nas album because he's like I feel like he really saved Nas on that album. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know Nas is good. Nas is a talented rapper, and that's always been said. But the production makes a big, big, big part. And 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 looking at how how stuff happened last year, having Kanye and all that that bullshit, whatever. But I really feel like he let Nas be Nas on his album. So uh, I'm gonna go with Hit Boy. Um, Alchemist as well because he produced a lot of songs that I didn't actually realise he produced until later on Right. Um, which is obviously that's just the skill of who he is but yeah they were my two for sure Okay Hitboy you've got a lot of you guys have mentioned Hitboy obviously Alchemist but Hitboy gets sometimes gets a lot of criticism um, for some of the work he's done this year even though he's been super consistent I'm not sure why that is is it because he's too quote unquote commercial or whatever it is but there's a lot of producers out there that sometimes don't really respect the work he's done and I don't know I'm not a musician or producer by any means but if anyone's got any thoughts on that Chris will come to you um, favourite producer of the year and we'll talk Baldy and J. Cole and just let's get everyone <laughs> up and all up in um, arms sorry yeah yeah I kind of um, yeah I open up the alchemist bag I do apologise Uh Everyone's really mentioned the producers that I've been rocking with this year. You know, um, Nicholas Craven. I enjoyed the Hit Boy stuff. Exile. I want to give Exile a, a special mention as well. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go left, like Riz, Riz said. And I want to salute Knotts. Okay. Knotts, what Knotts did on that Buster Rhymes album. Knotts is not outside. He's not at the award shows. He's not all over the timeline. But I would say Knotts, along with Crisis, has probably been the most consistent producer or in that conversation last 20 years. What Knotts has done for Buster Rhymes, what he did for Lyrics Jones this year, the whole Soul Council affiliation, Knotts, Knotts sounds like he's from the future and he's just with us uh, in the present. Knotts, can, he can do beats without samples. He can play, he can sample his bass lines. Like, Knotts' bass lines, bruv, like... It's almost like an alien transmission. If aliens came from space, what does a baseline sound like? I would play them and not speak. And um, I'm not a producer, so I can't really go into the technical ins and outs, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Knotts this year. And I'm also going to, I want to say a special mention, even though he's home team and family, but Michael Parkinson for what he did this mm. year with Juggernaut. Yeah. Um, 
I'm leaving myself out of the conversation, but he's just been so consistent. He's very much a working class producer, samples, drums. I've seen him work. And uh, Michael Parkinson definitely needs a mention this year for what he did. Definitely. Def- definitely. Okay, let's get to this. Uh, so I'm, it's come to the end of the evening and it's soon for me. I'm going to go sleep. I've got the yoga mat out, person Baldy James on, go to sleep. What is it about Baldy? That, is, it just the way he, is it just the way he raps that makes everyone just... That's loaded. That? That's loaded something, man. The way you brought that up. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I've got, I just got, you know, I've got to put, you know what I mean? I'm trying to do like, sorry, Chris. Boldy James. Boldy James. I, I can listen to Boldy James. Look, look, look I'm, a, I'm a words man, innit? You know yeah. me, bro. I'm a words man. Um, yeah. I, I grew up on Inspector Deck and all those types of guys. So I like words. Boldy James, he's a, the word, I think he's serviceable. So on the right beat, he sounds good. Mm. You don't have to be the lyricist of the year to make a good record. Mm. or a good album look at West Side Gun I don't think he's the best lyricist but when it comes to putting albums together he's one of the best like I would argue he has some of the best albums in Griselda just the way he puts stuff together um Boldy James I can listen to him I think for me he reminds me of Prodigy his tone okay he just lacks the color and contrast and the poetic uh the poetic stance that Prodigy had his vocal tone reminds me so much of Prodigy and hearing him with Alchemist as well. It kind of just, it makes me feel a bit sad if I, if I can say that, but he's just, he's okay. And you know, he, he, you know what it is? Give him his credit. I think he, he knows, he knows his skill of like, you know, souls of mischief said back in the day, MCs need to know their limitations isn't it. 93 to infinity. Bodhi James just knows what he's good at and he just does what he's good at. And that's okay too. I'm not mad at that. I just, they're just, Look, don't listen to Baldy James at the gym in it on the treadmill. You will hurt yourself. Just don't do that. That's my stance. But I like him. I like him and I support no, no. him. I, I like him too. I like him too. I think maybe it's what I think it was Ashley who raised a really good point about like, and you raised it there, but it's about putting him with the right person to get the best out, right? And that's producer to it. And that's what it is. It's not like he's trash and we, we're not going to go there. Not, we're, we're, we're above all that. I think it's that construct- constructively it could be that he'd work better with certain producers with a certain sound who could then help help him get to the place he wants to keep. Cam, come through. I, was, I just wanted to add yeah. something real quick, though. His rapping mm-hmm. has gotten better. His actual okay. rapping has gotten better. Like, um, I loved his, um, what is it? My first chemistry set. I, I like that album because mm-hmm. I just, it was, I think the production more so for me, but as a rapper, he has gotten better technically. His word choices, the cadences, where he'll leave space in certain parts, he lets the beat breathe a bit. He's become a better rapper, and I think in the years to come, he'll be he'll become even better. Okay, Cam. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that as well. I think he's definitely got better, but with the same uh, sentiment that you put to Westside, that he's not really an amazing rapper, but he can curate, he can put something together, he makes certain decisions to make himself sound that good, right? With Baldy, you could say he could have made, he's made one or two good decisions with cool kids, whatever. It's got to the point now, he keeps making good decisions. So at what point do you give him the credit and say, look, Baldy knows over Boldface and Price of Tea, I've got Al. Then I've got Sterling Tolls, one of the most inventive producers going on Manger. Then he's got uh, James Archie. I wasn't too big on that, but the last the last uh, project he dropped with um a bad man is just like one of them ones where again, again, you've picked someone where I reckon if, if some of you are more into that kind of mo- momentum, like give me some head nodding 
let yeah. me, you know, go that that album might serve that better. But the fact he's done all that and he keeps doing it, like until he slips, you can't really you can't really go on him because he keeps his rapping may not be there, his voice may not be there, but he's getting the production at least to entice you in and if you're asleep, you're asleep, but at least you at least you're listening, right? So I think for some artists though, the superpower is knowing when you need to be produced. Boldy obviously knows when he knows he needs, mm. he's the type of artist that needs to be produced. And that's not a bad thing. I know sometimes it's not cool. You know, you want to go into the studio and you want to put your own thing together. But speaking from a personal perspective, as an artist myself, when you have a producer and you have the right producer, you can make magic. Ransom and Nicholas Craven, right producer. Mm. Right, they, they've made magic together. There's a chemistry there. So even, you know, he might not be the most technically gifted MC. Again, that's fine. I, I loved Mr. Cheeks from the Lost Boys growing up. He wasn't a wordy guy. He was very simple, but told really cool stories and had a good voice. So I think Baldy James falls in, into that category. But again, I will support anything Alchemist related because it's Alchemist and that includes Baldy James. I'm rocking with it. Okay. Um, Do you know, go on, go on. Sorry. Oh, no, no, just, no, to cap it, just to cap it was the fact that because his family is cool kids, Maybe they've had a word with him. Maybe they said, Baldy, look, man, to get you going, you need to pick the right people. And maybe he's had that chat. And, and it seems like he has anyway. Sorry, mm. go. No, no, no. That's absolutely fine. I was going to say, before we um, go on to the next bit, or if you want to take a break, I just want to say, what's this uh, J. Cole slander? What's going on there? What's happening? Oh, come yeah, on, man. Hey, 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 hey. Come hey, on, hey. Peter. It's your time to shine. I'm not happy about this, okay? Come on, come on. Peter, Peter, Peter. come in, Peter, and then, and then Daniel can come on. What's, this, what, what's the beef, Khan? J. Cole's cool. I like J. Cole, man. He mm -hmm. just, he just Don't do that. What do you mean? He just he just bores me. He's a, he's a great rapper. Oh, man. I feel like he um he doesn't got any classic albums. I feel like um he might be a tad bit overrated, but he's a he's a great rapper though. That's all. Yeah. He just bores me, that's all. Okay, can, Cole, come, come, can, can I step in? He's oh, gone. Daniel, 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 come down, come to you, Ashley. Go on. Go on. Let, let's 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 all right. Let's talk about this whole album. He's ready for smoke. I can feel it. Let's talk about this classic <laughs> energy. Okay. First and foremost, Fertile Drive is one of the best albums to come out in the past ten years. Facts, facts from production to lyrics, to concept. Only one guy could rap about masturbating and having sex for the first time and make it sound like poetry. So no one's going to say anything about Forest Hill Drive. Came with the smoke. <laughs> 10 that's years. My, you know, that's my no. issue. He's a big man, you know. He's a big man. I agree. He's a big man. He can't be doing I that. I agree. I agree. But hear me out. Hear me out. Here's the thing about J. Cole. The reason why I don't understand that whole boring argument is J. Cole has hits. How can someone who has hits like J. Cole be boring? Forest yeah. Hill Drive, okay. facts after fact. Forest Hill Drive from the start to the finish has, Forest Hill Drive gets played in 2020 and beyond. So okay. here's what I'm saying. Even if the album's after that, fair enough, yeah? KOD, maybe not his greatest album. For Your Eyes Only For Me was, was better in terms of project. Yes, we're waiting for J. Cole to do another Forest Hill Drive. However, the whole boring, concise, I feel a lot of that has been pushed on social media. Because when you listen to Forest Hill Drive, when you listen to even the album before, you I don't get boring vibes. He's going hits after hits after hits. So this whole boring concept, I think it's just been put on him because of how they feel. And so he's what? a bad boy producer. I'm going to do it. No, no, Daniel, I, I love the energy. Say it with your chest. <laughs> I'm going to come to Ebony. I'm going to come to Yemi. 
Ashley and what? Because I just want to give uh, give Ebony a chance to speak. Go on, Ebony. Uh, Daniel, man, where are J Cole's hits played? Please tell me. Thank you. <laughs> Please. Oh, they're where? played at university halls. They're, they're not even, halls, bro. Then they're, they're not even played there. J Cole. Bro, at, to say he has hits is like that's that's too much for J Cole. But we all agree that he's a great rapper. But the, I think the boring narrative comes from the fact that his content, like making a tune like folding clothes. He's just not got the genesis qua to make that pop. It's wow. just dry. Wow. <laughs> Multilingual. Multilingual. <laughs> she said, you know, when someone says, when, when someone says you ain't got that genesis qua, just leave it alone, bruv. You ain't got it. We just went to genesis qua. Yeah, yeah, you ain't got it. His delivery was certain, you know, with Jay Cole, you can see what he wants to do, but sometimes it's, it's just very, it comes across flat. So the topics and the themes that he wants to explore um, even with For Your Eyes Only, um, again, I think because he produces a lot of his own stuff, there's a discussion there to do with his, um, he needs to get away from that. <laughs> he just needs to work with other people. And we've seen when he's worked with Team Minus how that middle, tri- middle child was just a better song for him um, when he did drop that. But yeah, J. Cole, Daniel, you're, you're bugging. <laughs> like you. Yemi, Yemi. We'll come to Yemi. I'm going to come to Yemi, Ashley, Riz, Cam. So, yeah, no, just to follow up on Ebony, like, I feel like J. Cole has great ideas, questionable execution. I feel like he gave away his, his best beat to Kendrick Lamar, high power. Um, and I feel like he's tried to make classics. Like, I feel like Four Year Rise Only was his obvious attempt to try and make a classic. It just didn't work. I feel like KOD is his strongest album conceptually and production wise. But generally, he's just very middle of the road. I hated Middle Child. Absolutely hated it. But, and I feel like. Yeah, I mean, he's just very middle of the road. He's not like anyone to shout about, really. You know what I'm saying? Unless you've got a degree. You know what I'm saying? It's just like one of them. <laughs> so okay. that's just fair, me. Fair, fair. Ashley. Um, J. Cole, um, I don't I don't know if I put it classic territory, but Forest Hill Drives, Forest Hills Drive is dope. It's a very dope album. It's the only Thank album you. from J. Cole that I'll listen to beginning to end and say, this is a very good album. Um, Friday Night Lights, funny. I was going to st- touch on that. Enchanted off of Friday Night Lights is the first time I found J. Cole not boring. And probably one of the last times, apart from Forest Hill Drive. I, I genuinely think before that album, like it's it's just a waste of time. Like I, I, I can't sum it, J. Cole. You've got these rappers here that have been around that same kind of time. So but J. Cole and what what is a better album than J, a better rapper than J. Cole? However, he likes to moan too much and doesn't put together enough cohesive music until kind of like certain periods of his career. Like J. Cole's more interesting stuff is when he decided to diss while it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I can't get it. The one thing I will actually say about him, give him credit for, is that you see how we mentioned with Boldy about like knowing where you should be, kind of knowing your niche or where you should stand. I think Cole does know that. So I didn't like KOD, but to me, when I hear a Cole verse, so even like on... Who's the other guy from Dreamville? Mm. Bass. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, J. Yeah, Cole was yeah, on Tribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. He smashed that. He smashed that. I love that. His like, verse on, so sorry, can... sorry, his verse on um, the Dream, um, Dreamville album, you know, the compilation album, when he was mm. with um, Jid and them guys, yeah, his yeah, verse yeah. was hard on that. Absolutely yeah. So, like, I can appreciate, like, where he's at now, and I think he's at a level where I can hear a J. Cole verse, like a guest verse, and be like, Do you know what? Actually, that was kind of dope. But in general, I just, I don't find him interesting. And there's other people that the same argument will come up with. But I just, yeah, he just doesn't resonate with me. 
but I can appreciate his high points. And in terms of hits, I think you would argue that he's had hits because he was pretty popular before he went down the kind of more mature route. Um, but yeah, just not to me, but I'll give him his credit where it's due okay. in areas. Absolutely. Let's come, let's come to, let's come to race. I think you're on mute. Right. All of this J. Cole slander, I'm not even the biggest J. Cole fan. I just have one question. How can everybody feel this way about J. Cole, but then celebrate now? So I knew this was coming. The man hasn't even got anything constructive to say. (laughs) I knew that's why when I said about other people, I I knew Riz was gonna say Nas. Like, it's this, it's like two peas in a pod to me. But Nas is and boring. I, I don't I don't think Nas is a, like doesn't deserve his status within the culture. I'm not disputing that. All I'm saying is like the disparity in like critical claim between Nas. Like we're we're living in a in a in an age where people like Little Baby and um Gunner are arguably making the the music <laughs> that people want to listen to, innit? So for me, when you have people like Cole, Wale, and to a lesser extent, that people from that class of, of hip-hop, like, you've got to give them just a little bit of, like, freedom in regards to, like, when they all came out, it was quite evident that they was never going to be Kendrick and Drake levels in terms of success and, like, chart success. So they had to deviate and go down other routes, isn't it? Like you can see, he lets the dreads grow out. He's a different kind of brother, isn't it? So just, just let him cool out and do his North Carolina thing, isn't it? Like that's just my personal view. You can't say Nas is that like, the greatest rapper of all time, but then J Cole's boring. Fair. Doesn't Fair. make any sense. Fair. Um, I'm gonna come to Cam, Yemi, uh, Ebony, uh, Peter, and then Ebony, and then we'll move on. So Cam, let's go. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what to say to the Nas thing because that wasn't really my, my, my point. Was going to be basically what everyone thought about the no-name stuff because we talk about him being boring and only being like interesting at certain points. I was just bemused with his whole thing with no-name this year, yeah. where I was like, "What? What? Why?" Like timing alone was just a bit odd. So I didn't know where everyone was was really with with Cole. That would be controversial. Can I? Can I just say I? I kind of agreed with it. Only reason why I'm gonna say why because I know it's very very unpopular, but it's because that's what hip hop is about. It's about responding to stuff. Like I can't lie to you. Yes, no name might not have even been talking about Cole. It might have just been random. But right. he responded. That's what hip hop is about. Even so, sometimes if you respond and you shot and it goes to the left, like I'm fine with that because that's why we enjoy it because it got him thinking. It got us listening to music. It got us talking about him. Like I don't know. Obviously, people would say the timing and stuff like that. And yeah, maybe the timing was a bit off. I agree with you. Maybe it was just, you know, what it was. But that's that's what I enjoy about hip-hop. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it, was, it went beyond the beef thing or, like, the dissing thing for me, where it was almost like you're having a go at someone for posting up books and stuff. Like, you're having a go at someone for stuff that, you know, isn't relevant. Like, this ain't relevant right now, dog. Like, you know, you don't yeah, need to fair. be... Fair. That's, that's what it was for me, where if it was more about the rap beef, Let's go. I'm, I'm here for that. But this feels a little bit different. It felt like a, a different vibe was coming from it. And I didn't get that. I just didn't get it. It felt like knowledgeable beef and that people trying to be knowledgeable and beef with each other. Yeah, me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to you. To, yeah. that, to that point, I feel like it wasn't so much of the fact that he responded. It was more so what he was saying. Saying, yes. He was correct. trying to sun her. Exactly. He like, I didn't like that. He was trying to embarrass her. I didn't like He was trying to embarrass exactly. her under the guise of trying to advise her. Yeah. And that's what came across Boom. to me anyway. Is like, yo, you got to chill. 
I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for beef, but, you know, keep it beef and don't try to educate people. It's kind of the same thing with what he did um 1985. Um, and then he had a sit down with Little Pump. Oh, but I enjoyed that though. That was well, I mean, it was well deserved as well because he was right. And I feel you, but it's also a thing where he's preachy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That's he's true. two for two on the on the preach Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just trying to like sun this new generation to the point where they don't even care what he's got to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he. I don't think he is good enough necessarily to hold himself in such a regard that he feels like he has to teach. The new generation about what hip hop is, or how they should live their lives, or philosophies they should hold, basically. But to the Nas point, they are not two peas in the pod in any way, shape, or form. Um, I feel like Nas has classics. Joe Cole is trying to attempt to make classics. Cole, for the most part, styles himself off Nas, so that says something. And yeah, no, nah, that's okay. all. Fair, fair, uh, um, Peter. Yeah, just just going, just following off, off that point. Um, yeah, I don't think they're two peas in the pot at all, man. I feel like Nas, I don't even really, un- the only slander of Nas I understand is his beat selection. Everything else I don't really understand. Um, and then my sec- I was going to ask a question. What are mm. Jacob's hits? Because I've heard this being said a couple of times, he's got hits, he's got hits. What are these hits? Well, get yeah, baby. Hits? I don't understand. I think um, with J. Cole, I think maybe when people are talking about the, his hits specifically, I think they're just talking about, you know, J. Cole does numbers. We can say that he is successful. He has, you know, it is Drake, Kendrick and Cole. He has got the numbers for the fan base that he has, for the fact that we're even, you know, all sitting here like talking about him and all the rest of it. He's got all the... He's got the part. He looks the part. He does everything because he's supposed to. And I was, of course, at some point, a very big J. Cole fan. As I've gotten older, I feel like J. Cole simulates still who he wants to be as opposed to really actually being that rapper. Um, and that's kind of where my issue sometimes, these days is with, like, with him. Um, but yeah, his hits. I think it's just the numbers. He has them. And I think that's when people are like, oh, he has hits. But it's like, no one's actually... Li-. You don't listen to J. Cole's music outside of headphones. Um, if that and I think in more recent years um, he's just not engaging enough he's definitely nothing like Nas I think Jay has anyone would played be... a Nas record out loud or at a party since like 98 Uchiwali <laughs> yes is there one Mike Uchiwali the Don yeah the Don yeah. accidental um, murderers uh, you know I haven't been to a party that's popping on her. The, the only thing I would that say is, is lie because I've got a factual recollection of that, and the Don was popping in yes. that summer in Shoreditch, bro. But anyway, move it on. was no, no. I think I think I think um, just agenda just, over facts. Wow, just to just to end on the J Cole thing. Um, if you have any of seen him in, on in concert, he's in he's brilliant. He's really good in concert, by the way. Yeah, no, he's amazing. He's brilliant. Music aside, but that's the free pillows. That's the free pillows you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just like the way, the way Yemi said he's like the, he's got the Olympic gold. He's like the Daily Thompson of, uh, of, of, of things. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, um, how do you, how do you feel? You want to take a break or do you want to carry on? I'm so good. Let's 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 rock. Let's rock the momentum. I think let's power through. Yeah, oh, cool. the momentum. So, right. Let's try to finish it up. So we've been talking about yeah, I'm conscious of time. So we talked about J Cole and people disappointing us. Disappointing album of the year and why? Chris has come to you first. Okay, listen, right, missile launcher coming out. Right, RTJ four man. All right, here here okay. we go in it. All right, 
I think there's something wrong with me. Because everyone, everyone, clear out your schedules. We're here for another hour. Or two. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep this nice and sweet. Um, I think there's something wrong with me because I feel guilty that I don't like the music. Right? It's that age-old thing where people say, "But what are they? They're saying they're saying really good stuff." They say, "Yes, they are." I love Killer Mike as an MC and as a person. If Killer Mike wants to run for mayor, I'll back it. Do you know what I mean? LP, I love what he stands for. As a producer, I think he's garbage. Sorry. From the company flow days, I'm not rocking with it. It sounds like pots and pans. I'm not with it, right? When I listen to this album, right, it's just, to, I listened to it and I was like, hmm, I, I, the timing and what was going on in the world, I wanted to like it, but it was just, it's unlistenable to me, man. The music, it's not good. It's not good music, but I will say this. LP, right, what he stands for as a person, if there was a racial draft in it, like I would take LP. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, no. Dave Chappelle, Richard Carl. If there's a if there's a racial draft, I swap LP. We take LP and give them John Barnes. That's what I would do, right? But no, run the jewels. Just ain't run the jewels. Ain't for me, man. It's not. It's the. It's it's not a good marriage of music and message. The message is on point. I just don't like the music. Um, dead prez political messages, but the music was good. Public enemy really good messages Ed- entertainment education the music was good but this i just i'm not with it not with it this very dis- very disappointing but i love them and i'll buy what they release just because i love what they stand for as people and i think they're better for society than they are necessarily for the music biz okay cam let's come to you uh, man well i i've seen this coming man i'm not gonna lie we've had a few chats me chris about rtj uh i, I don't know man it's it depends there's not much sampling. There's a u- unique, synthy kind of synthetic sound to it. I'll give you that. So therefore, for me, sometimes it doesn't age very well. So I love their first three. Do I revisit number one loads? Probably not. I'll probably revisit three and four. Well, obviously this year, isn't it? But like, I think what's helped with it is the fact that it's the people they are. It's when you go see them live. It depends how dedicated, obviously, as well, in an artist. For me, I've been dedicated from junk. So I'm going to the gigs. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching the interviews. When they drop, I'm almost prepared just to get in that mode of, it gives me that punk aesthetic that I don't always get from other hip-hop. A lot of hip-hop might have done that in the past where it gets me thugged out and I'm like ready to just break something. But it, I find it in RTJ more than anything. But I can see the points about the music and message, although it marries up for me. If you're not into that that kind of sound, mm. that injury injury reserve you know, those kind of artists, uh, that that sound ain't going to help if you're not into it. So I get it, although I feel like there's not, if you just look at lyrics alone on mm. this piece of work, it's just beyond um, most, phenomenal. almost anything else, yeah. And then, so you're disappointing album of the year. Um, do you know what? I didn't actually have that many. I was thinking Armani Caesar for me. Yes, yes, yes. Where, I was like, <laughs> what's the point? What's the point? I'm, gl- I'm glad. I'm glad. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I right. forgot. I, for- I forgot she released the album, and it was she- a big deal. I forgot, bro. She got. Sorry. She got. She got a primo beat, bro. Wasted it. Yeah, she got Wasted a primo it. beat. Wasted it, bro. She got a primo beat. She got wicked, wicked cover art, wicked mm. everything, everything. The everything was dope. Um, I don't know. Although there were okay. a few tracks on there, I enjoyed. It just, I don't know, it's, again, Griselda was going to drop the ball somewhere, right? And it's just a shame it was with a new artist and I was waiting for that next dimension to Griselda and I'd have to wait a bit longer, I suppose. But, you know, it weren't a rapid, it wasn't that. She was all, all that, it just didn't marry. And the beats, I don't think, were the best they could have given her. But 
she had a primo one. So that's more than most people get in their life. So, yeah. Uh, Ebony, let's come to you. Most disappointing album of the year for you. You're on mute. Oh, yeah. So I was just saying Big Sean. Big Sean's album was the most disappointing album. I think at this point I'm super over him. And um, <laughs> I've been waiting for him to get better. And I feel like he could he could have been better. But now I'm just, yeah, I'm over it. Um, he's just he just lacks depth. He lacks depth, and his raps are just kind of corny now. Like, I don't know. I just I'm not feeling Sean at all. <laughs> this album this year really just put me off. That's fair. That's fair, uh, Daniel. Um, yeah, I'm echoing it. That Big Sean album actually really angered me because I, I've <laughs> been waiting for a good Big Sean album since Dark Sky Paradise, and it has not found itself. I think I don't want to say it's a one trick pony because the album before that was good. Um, but after Paradise, it was the the features. They just weren't they weren't hitting. I think twenty twenty eight was all right, but I didn't spend that much time with it. But this album was was actually asked. But actually, the worst album that I've heard this year that I didn't even make it through, um, and I didn't expect much of it was Megan The Stallion. I think that was the worst piece of music that has ever been created in this entire year. It was absolute ass. It was actually awful. The production was bad. The, the mixing was bad, the mastering was bad, the lyrics was bad, the choruses was bad, the verses were bad, everything was bad. The only thing that was even remotely good was the cover art, and that's because she was sharing cheeks. Other than that, wow. ass. Whole album, ass. Oh, I'm wow. Don't, wow. don't mention words, Daniel. Say what you mean. Say it with your chest, Daniel. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Uh, Ebony, Ebony, come on quickly. It's interesting, other than, of course, speaking about Armani, it's very interesting that the the female rapper is being trashed in this way. That's all I want to say. <laughs> uh, don't do that. I will say this. I will say this. I will say this, Ebony. Um, I, I hear you, and I thought that. So big up to Shane Noir and Lyric Jones. We have <laughs> oh, champions. Oh, here we go. I'm, 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 I'm not bad against women. I like that, I like that one anyway. You know, I think <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> racist. I, 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 I did hear you guys talking about that earlier. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying with Vim, in which this one is being, you know, shot down. Yeah, with, yeah, I hear you. I hear you know, mad, mad, mad testosterone, innit? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, you don't need to relax, man. Daniel, man, relax. Well, I'm too long. Okay. All right, let's come to you, Ashley. Let's come to you. Um... Yeah, there's a delivery. So my son shouted at me. Um, most disappointing album of the year, Ty Dolla Sign. I know it's not a rap album. Ty Dolla Sign's album, I thought was terrible. Yeah, I'm sure there's a delivery with her. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Ty Dolla Sign's album, I thought was honestly shocking. I feel like his feature verses are always amazing. Um, Free TC had some really dope stuff on it. So when this was coming out, I was like, all right, cool. This is the album that we deserve from Ty Dolla Sign coming. And we didn't get it. Um, he could have kept most of that to himself. Like, you know, him and Mustard can go sit in a corner somewhere and just, you know, make albums for the rest of their lives. Like, cool, innit? But yeah, that really disappointed me. Um, Armani Caesar, just because of what she's been brought into. Her next project might be better, I don't know. But it just didn't make sense to me when I heard it. Westside was bigging her up differently. You know, like Timberland did with Tink saying she was mm-hmm. the new Aaliyah, all of that type of stuff. It's the expectation, right. And built all that expectation just for it to come out and be like, mm. like it, it, it just didn't hit for me. Um, I think they're the two primary ones I think of where I had some kind of expectation or I was going to listen. But um, yeah, those two, I would say. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, Riz? 
you're a mute, I think. That's like the quote of the year, right? You're a mute, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to continue the theme and say um, King's Disease because it wasn't the worst or most disappointing album, although I didn't really enjoy it. It's a decent effort. Like, um, that's I'm it. I'm just really. never going back to it. Um, for me, the most disappointing album of the year was probably Stormzy's. Um, coming off of GSAP, obviously, we expected I wouldn't say big things, but obviously, GSAP timing wise and like the momentum that he had leading up to it, um, it kind of was a very poignant moment for UK. I don't know whether or not you call it Grand Rap, whatever it seems these days, and then. Second album, sophomore, you know the hump. They always talk about. I just feel that he just didn't didn't deliver on any fronts in terms of, yeah, he's gonna do numbers because he's just the beacon and stuff. But musically, there was nothing on there that really resonated with me that has any replay value. And at this point, it's like he's elected as like the king, but there's not much evidence to support it. So I kind of looked at it with an extremely critical eye. And yeah, like Stormzy for me doesn't necessarily need to do much in terms of his scope as an artist mm. and what he brings to the table. It's it was impossible to fail, but I just felt that that there was a, a lot left left in in in, in the tank that okay. he didn't deliver. Okay. Uh, let's come to you, Peter. Um, I've got two. Um, the first one is Jadakiss's album. Um, I feel like. Jadakiss doesn't make great albums. Um, he's such a great rapper to me. And I kind of always feel like projects after projects, I'm hoping the next one will be better. Um, and it just isn't coming. His, fir his, his first album is still his best album. He's been in the game for like 20 years and I just don't know if that's acceptable, really. Um, I'm still going to remain a fan, but I was kind of disappointed by his release. Um, and then my second one, which I might get a bit flack for, is um, Elzai. I didn't really... Okay. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy Elzai's album, man. He's this, this, the, the sequencing was trash, man. Yeah, man had, the man, man had two, horror, ha two horror tunes, bro. Back to back, like, what are you doing, man? I love I, that. I, love I didn't that. enjoy the beats. His rhyming is always top-notch, but the beats just weren't doing it for me, man. And I feel like he sometimes suffers from that, where he's such a great writer. His production isn't always good. And I feel like he works better when he's being produced. Agreed. It's the project with him, Crisis from the Soul Council. Jericho Jackson. Great. Yeah, Jericho, exactly. And that was great. But yeah. this one just weren't it for me, man. Okay. Uh, Yemi. Um, my, um, oh, man. I feel bad for this. But um, for me, Mac Miller's Circles, um, okay. I did not enjoy it. Um, I'm a big Mac Miller fan. And I feel like the last couple albums he dropped um, before this, this one uh, were, were great. Um, and even in the last album he dropped while he was alive, you could tell he was trying to make that transition to more singing and stuff, but it was kind of more funky, soulful. Whereas this one was just like a massive jump to left field with like folk and all that kind of like mid tempo stuff that I just could not, I could not agree with. I feel like the transition from him rapping slash singing on the last one and just mainly for the most part singing on this one, yeah, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Um, and I really wanted to like it. I listened to it a few times and I wanted to find certain things that just grabbed me, but nothing did. So, um, yeah. God bless the dead, but yeah, that wasn't yeah. for me, for sure, unfortunately. Fair, fair. Um, the, the next uh, kind of section we're talking is kind of 
the music that came out of the the Black Lives Matter movement that obviously was very important this whole year. Um, if there's like one album or EP or any music that came out of that that you really enjoyed, I uh, just want to talk through that. So let's start with you, Ebony. Wale's Imperfect Storm EP. I think, you know, Wale, I know, I know he complains, he moans, he's not grateful for the position that he's had. And, you know, he's, and he has, of course, been in the game for however long at this point. But the Imperfect Storm EP coming out in the middle um, of Black Lives Matter protests, especially when I could see a lot of artists trying to make music to capture that time period, it being six songs and shit don't, shit don't stop, just being just a perfect encapsulation of that time. I think for maybe outside of Lil Baby's freestyle that he did, Wale was able to just, and quietly too, because I don't really feel like anyone spoke about it that much. He just put it out and it's been one of the things that I've listened to throughout the whole year. So in Perfect Storm EP, and Wale, you know, he's, he's, he is so good to me. But yeah, he did his thing on that. That's literally what captured that time for me. I think it felt, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I missed some of the, the, the messages in the chat, so apologies. Um, so thanks for putting them in the chat. Um, let's come to you, Cam. Um, can't look past Salt, man. I already talked about him. I think that's the that's the thing that was going to hit me. Salam Remy had some amazingly powerful stuff on that album that he brought out as well. But yeah, if every time you go to Salt, there's just so yeah, just gut punch, man. And that's what this whole year's kind of been, man. Is is that? So when you feel it just outside of music and the music just resonates with it, yeah, man. I can't look past it. So yeah, those two those two records they brought out. Chris, um, for me, I'm gonna go with uh, Tall Black Guy. He produced an, an EP called Restless As We Are. It's a mix of like hip hop and R&B. But if you're into the whole foreign exchange, slum villagey, children of Zeus type feel, um, I think you'd I think you really like that project. Um, me and my wife were listening to it one evening and we had a, it was an emotional moment just because of what it captured. Um, there's a song on there called Gimme More featuring the 80s babies. And I just want to read some of the lyrics. Uh, the guy basically says, uh, Religion got us praying for the wicked, now I'm walking out. God said eye for an eye, so what are you talking about? Exodus the medicine, I'm sick, I'm about to off him now. But a cash payout to the family is what they offer now. It's no great area when they're taking lives, so so-called good white folks need to take a side. Don't ride the fence and feel bad when they kill us. It's time to weaponize your white privilege and aim for the killers. That's me all day. I love the, um. it's righteous anger to me. I love it when when anger can be articulated in a way that even if you don't necessarily agree or like what the person's saying, it resonates with you. And I feel that this EP really captured the frustration and the fear that I felt this year as a black man in this world. Okay, thanks. Yeah, Cam? Just to jump in on that point, that's what you've just said to me, the righteous anger of it. Can we just stretch this out outside of the music for a second? Mm -hmm. It was like... The music that's also been used in Small Acts, in the series Small Acts that's been on the BBC, I don't know how many people have caught that, but Lovers Rock, if you want to feel something the opposite to what you're feeling there, Chris, from that, Lovers Rock, That I've been playing that music after that just because, I know it's not like 2020, but it came out and it really hit home in this year, in that series from Steve McQueen, man. So yeah, I just wanted to jump yeah, on. Yeah, um, it's, on, it's on my list of, it's on my, things, uh, my list of things to watch over the holiday. So I'll, I'll let you know what I think about it. Yeah, me. Let's come to you. Um, for me, man, RTJ Four. Um, I think walking in the snow 
is just like one of the most perfect portrayals of frustration from the black community, as well as a really clever and really succinct um, timeline of like the black experience from like <laughs> the womb to the prison system sort of thing. Mm. I feel like it captured a lot of frustration and it captured, captured a lot of anger. I feel like LP's production on that very much caught that as well. And that's why I feel like Killer Mike's lyrics as it pertains to Black Lives Matter go so well with LP's production because LP's production essentially take you to a kind of dystopian world where nothing makes sense. And when you're calling for, you know, revolution, you're making calls to arms as they're doing, that sort of production is very much perfect for that. So I feel like RTJ4, again, came at the right time. Um, they even dropped it like a week earlier in obviously after what happened with George Floyd. So I feel like, you know, for all the anger and confusion from a personal experience that I felt around that time, I really found solace in RG, RTJ4. So that would be the one for me. Uh, Peter, let's come to you. Um, I don't know if maybe I've missed some of these releases, but it kind of feels like on a mainstream level, there hasn't really been that much music to speak to a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, that Black angst. I feel like if I compare it to, like, 2016, where, you know, you had Beyonce's Formation and you had um, D'Angelo Black Messiah and you had, you know, Kendrick Lamar dropping to Bimba Butterfly, it kind of felt like the voices within the music speaking to that was a lot louder. Right. Was, for some reason this year, it doesn't feel like it's been as loud. I caught, you know, Little Baby's song and, you know, Wale's EP. And I know Meg did a performance as well. Um, but apart from that, I don't really feel like I've gotten much from the music with, with speaking to that. Um, those those are the only ones that are kind of highlighted this year. Little Baby's probably being the biggest one. Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, let's come to you, Riz. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt, felt the same in regards to for a minute. It felt like... Black Lives Matter was kind of like front and centre and um, you couldn't really get... Like, people were being badgered about not speaking up in regards right. to certain topics. I just don't... Yeah, like, I, like, 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 like you said, I just don't feel that that was reflected by some of the bigger artists. Like, I would have liked to have heard from a Rihanna. I would have liked to have heard from a Jay. Although they've, they've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes and stuff. Like, yeah, it just was very underwhelming. Like it felt like very much here today, gone tomorrow. And it's why I find it difficult. I don't want to sound controversial. Like I find it for me, being a black man is something that I've had to like I don't get there's no on and off button with it. And I find it very performative when people get excited and riled up when something happens. And it's like I'm all for change in it and act, act like actionable change. So for me. Stuff like this is like it gets a bit frustrating because it's like I said, I don't, I don't ever get to turn that off in terms of I'm a proud black man, isn't it? And I carry that everywhere I go. So for people for a three month period, a two month period, ranting, raging, and then it just goes back to that re like regular schedule programming. Um, so yeah, like at times I kind like maybe I'm tuning out to a lot of the music that. That has been a result of the racial tensions in America and stuff. But like for me, yeah, I, I want to see more. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a frustrating one for me, man. No, but but this is how you feel, right? So, and you know, that's I think it's a very I think it's a very important point. Actually, I don't I, I think no one can negate that. I think it's it's just how you feel, and it's and I think a lot of people will feel that way. I think a lot of black people, yummy. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Um, like in the mainstream sense of things, like I feel like maybe cynically, a lot of mainstream artists are trying to protect themselves from any kind of criticism. Like Beyonce went through all that criticism when she was tweeting about NSARS after her publicist came out and said whatever she said. So I feel like in this climate, big artists are, um, are very scared of offending people. And that's why they may not necessarily take the action they need to, or you know they're not very timely with their actions as well. So we very much live in a world now where, you know, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like you're damned if you do, because you know, you do, you do express your support, but at the same time, if you don't, it's like, where were you? Like, what are you doing? This sort of thing. Are you really down? Are you really about it? Sort of thing. So it's a tough one for mainstream artists for sure, but they've definitely left a lot to be desired this year. The conversation's a lot bigger than just music, musicians and sports stars. It starts with yourself and your immediate circle in regards to every day when you go outside, like there's certain stigmas attached to being black that are just at this point in time it's like certain people's ignorance to the topic in itself is just like woeful to me in in terms of like just accepting the idea that like racism is a thing is just mad mm. to me but yeah i don't want to get too deep but yeah too late <laughs> Sometimes I understand it though. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But you are right. I'm not going to negate that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. All right. So, um, Ash, Ash, you know what? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I actually thought there were songs that kind of tackled things in some in surprising sources. Um, Anderson Pack was my favorite, by the way. Okay. Well, this is thanks for stealing my thunder. Um, <laughs> Anderson Pack's lockdown single, I think, encapsulated everything. And I think it's one of the best single pieces of music to come out in the last year or the last however many years, um, top to bottom. I think Conway's front lines off of From Kings to a God really picked up on the, the anger and the angst of it. And I think not many people displayed it. Um, and if they did display it, they didn't necessarily, necessarily display it very well. It's that going back to that point of a lot of people being very performative, um, which I don't feel like that was. And Wale, I agree with Ebony, Wale has never been shy about talking about the black experience um, in general, or whether it's been talking about bigging up black women, etc. Never been shy of it. And I think his move away from MMG has let him delve into that bag a lot more. He's dropped like, I think three EPs in the last 18 months, three or four EPs, and they've all been dope and they've all touched on things. So um, that, and lastly, although it was really late on and maybe wouldn't be considered part of the movement, um, Salam Remy dropped an album um, and for me, primarily the single Black Love with um, Tidra Moses was running from like summertime. And that is something that like, I think was about reinforcing the positives rather than showing the anger. It's like, no, like this is, this is dope. This is great, you know? And that side of things I thought was, uh, I'm sure there was other stuff, but if I think about Black Lives Matters kind of in conjunction with lockdown and everything, that's the stuff that really resonated with me. So very quickly now, because I know conscious of time and I'm a trash moderator, um, let's run through really quickly memorable moments of the year 
is it was it Jada Kiss just standing there just being really happy? Was it well, I mean I drunk love that kiss. yeah, drunk, drunk kiss. kiss is my um, moment of the year. That was- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I just love it. I love it. It's the best thing. But if we just run through really, really quickly, memory moments of the year, and then we'll let you guys go. Uh thanks for you know just rocking us until until then. So Cam, let's start with you, your memorable moments of, of the show. Uh, yeah, versus uh Riza Primo. Everything about it, man. Mm. I run a naughty's podcast. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I, I couldn't sleep, man. I could not. I'm not talking. I'm not even lying. It was like a pay per view. I was like, I, 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 what? you know, and yeah. So yeah, for me, that encapsulated at a time when everyone did not know what was going to happen. Like, am I going to work tomorrow? What, have I got a job like in a few months? And something like that escaped from it all, and just the beats yeah. and yeah. When I saw Rizzo come out with the fingerless driving gloves, I said, "Wow, yeah, yeah, we're about we're about to hear something." And he had the leather vest on. I said, "Only yeah. Rizzo, only Rizzo." We're about to get real body vision here. Yeah, bong, yeah, bong, bong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, I, I walked into my living room and I, and I saw the butterflies fire past, and I'm like, today's going to be a good day, bong, bong. I'm like, only Rizzo, only, only Rizzo, bro. Only Rizzo. Perpendicular, <laughs> perpendicular to the square. Like, it's him, bro. It's him. It's him. It's him. Bad man. Bad man. The wasn't there that tweet? Wasn't there that tweet recently that Rizzo invented the word perpendicular? No, oh, yeah. Really? Bro, Rizzo, you see Rizzo, yeah? He's different, bro. He's very different. He's very different, bro. Different sauce. Abbott right there, bro. <laughs> Bong bong, he said. He said. He said. He said. Bong bong. Him and him and Rakim have just unique ways of speak, speaking. Sometimes him and him and Rakim definitely have that. Um, uh, Ebony, it's come to you. Um, memorable moments. I mean, versus has really been like a highlight. I would say the Jeezy and Gucci versus, just because yeah. as a kid who came up watching like World Star every day for however long, right. and just knowing like at least what was presented because obviously I live in the UK. Um, about that beef between Jeezy and Gucci and then seeing Gucci agree to that, that blew my mind. I was like, wow, okay, Swiss was like the mediator of life. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a big moment um, and weird too, but great, great, okay. all the same. Okay, uh, let's come to you, Riz. Yeah, no, same as me, man. I'm like, I'm a big Trap fan, big Jeezy fan. And even how on the day Gucci tried to press his buttons and he just showed that, you know what, I'm past all of that. It was like, I'm not going to lie, that gave me chills because it looked like for two minutes, it looked like it was about to go left. It looked like it was about to get real smoky in there. But yeah, no, shouts to them both. Um, I feel that it was a big moment for like Atlanta hip hop in terms of like we all kind of culminated that all like congregated to kind of see and a lot of people probably was expecting there to be a bit of you know tension and mm. but it was it was very very gripping to say the least and it was probably one of the better verses apart from Beanie Man versus um oh that was so that, that was insane verses in insane. itself has been dope yeah. I do feel like now that people have been allowed outside and like some of the people that are getting, they're not deserving of verses. Like even on Clubhouse, they're doing their own version of this artist ten versus this. Like sometimes things should be just left in the time capsule and just left and to be enjoyed for that very specific yeah, yeah, yeah. moment. And then when you try to overdo it, it loses the the thrill and the excitement that it was initially based off of. But yeah, verses in general has been very very key. It's helped everyone get through 2020. Those yeah. late nights where you can't go to sleep because you don't know what tomorrow is going to be like. Yeah. At least you have something to do. Yeah, no, definitely. Ashley. 
So um, I agree with verses in general. Um, Beanie Man um, clash was dope. Like the energy of that, just there's so many like memeable moments off of that that just made it so dope. But for me, like my main favorite moment was the Kiss and Fab um, versus. And the reason for that is I feel like. <laughs> The previous ones, not just drunk kiss, but like the previous ones would like make you allude to yeah, I'm gonna cover that as well. Actually, that's yeah, um, it's gonna allude to like Fab winning because Fab's got the commercial hits and stuff. But Kiss just came out and was like, no, I'm gonna drop my gutter shit, and then when I'm done with the gutter stuff, I'm gonna give you some R&B joints too, just to remind you that I am that much better than you. Mm. And I know they're homies and they're actually genuinely tired. They did their albums together, but. You know what it was like here? You know, like, when you've got a group of friends and there's, like, a little bit of static between two people, yeah? And that one is just like, like you know, I'm just going to mug you and I'm just going to keep mugging you and mugging you. Kiss did not stop, even to the point where he was telling Fab CJ, no, 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 this is what you're going to do. Right? You're going to play my Friday Night Freestyles. You're going to play his Friday Night Freestyles. Like, that was the moment for me. And, um, yeah, as Emily just said, no signal. So, yeah. um, the NS10 V10 stuff was, like, dope. They really rubbed me up the wrong way with the Rockefeller. Was it Rockefeller D Block or G Unit that they did? There was one of them that they did. And it was the selection was mad off. I think it was no, was it? I swear it was Rockefeller D Block or yeah, maybe Dipset. Yeah, but the point was like for me, like for a lot of the the older people in the room, we know there was real beef with Rockefeller and D Block. So it's like there were real clashes, real disses, real situations that happened. And the stuff that was played, I was like, oh, you lot don't know your history. Like, the younger people that I work with were like, no, no, I thought it was sick. And I'm like, no, like, that threw me off for a bit. But the whole concept of No Signal, in the time that they've done it, and now what they've built the platform to, amazing, man. Like, nothing but credit to them. So, uh, let's come to you, Yemi. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this counts as a moment, um, but it's something that just made me laugh uh, throughout the year. And that was Kanye West's presidential campaign. <laughs> um, I feel like anyone who proposes to set up a party, a political party called the birthday party, has my vote. Um, and I feel like his whole approach to just like how he would change the world if he was president, it just gave me a lot of laughs. Um, obviously, he had that moment on stage where he kind of just broke down and stuff, which isn't as funny, but I'm going to stick mm. to the funny stuff. And yeah, man, Kanye is just, he was just Kanye, wasn't he? Like, he's just going to be that guy to cause the controversy and just do the things that he wants to do just because he's who he is. And, you know, it goes from that to them, him, like, shouting for his masters and all that stuff as well. So he's had a mad year. But generally, like, from reading that massive interview that he did, I think with Forbes, about just, like, his philosophies and stuff, oh, man, I could barely get through it because I was laughing so much. But, yeah, man, shout out to Kanye for that, man. Hope he's well. <laughs> yeah, Peter. For me, a big moment was when Janet Trucker dropped his album, man. Okay. I've been waiting for that for like 10 years. So when I heard it, it was actually going to drop, it kind of just brought me back to when I was younger. And I just, I remember hitting the group chat and I was mad excited. I remember I couldn't even get ready for work. I was like, yo, I'm, I've got to listen to this now, man. I don't even want to go to work. I can confirm this. I can confirm this. when you finish the album. 6.45 a.m. to listen to this shit. Yeah, I was excited. <laughs> I was mad hyped, man. Um, so yeah, for me, that was a moment. And then obviously the verses as well have all been good. Mm. I'm a massive fan of JD Kiss and Fab. Um, and I kind of thought Fab could have beat him, but I don't think he picked the, the right songs. But um, selection was trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, overall, man, it's, it's, been, it's been a good year as far as those two situations. Finally, Chris. 
Um, guys, man, for me, it's the verses. Um, just watching uh, Jeezy and Gucci. Um, there's a few things that verses really brought home to me was one, Gucci's influence in Atlanta. So if you look at the room and people walking in and the sides they took, you know, you had QC and Little Baby and Zaytoven and all those people went to Gucci's side. And it seemed to me that Gucci, Gucci is the people champion. He's almost like the rock of, of Atlanta. You know, I, I wasn't aware of how much his influence ran so deep in Atlanta. Um, and I need to do my homework on that. But what was really telling was like, it was almost like Gucci's whole stance and presence in that versus was like, look, I'm still here. Like he said, look, my coat cost 10K. And then I was, oh, the bounty was 10K for the chain. So it was such a layered kind of thing that was going on there. I thought Jeezy was a bit um, uppity and talk about, you know, I'm past that, I'm past that. Fam, some, if a man, it, whether you did it or not in it, if someone has been sent to kill someone and this person says, I'm still here, like relax in it. Don't say I'm above that. Just, I understand why you're upset in it. Like I understand in it, but it was kind of, um, it was just an, an amazing moment because, you know, growing up in the Biggie and Tupac era, we never got to see them reconcile. And I, I really do believe had they had lived longer, we would have got to see that. So it's really just a testament to the maturity of hip hop as a culture. It's a, it's a testament to, to, to Swiss, even though I think he's a trash producer. He's obviously a great mediator as Ebony said, and he's an awesome salesman. And um, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be versus because we got to see the sides of some, some of our favorite artists that we never thought we'd see. Like drunk Jadakiss should be an adjective <laughs> from now on. Yeah, I'm drunk Jada tonight. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's, it's got to be, got to be the verses for me. Fine, fine. Um, guys, listen, really, really appreciate your time. Um, please go get drunk jaded uh, on, on Christmas Day and Unboxing Day. Um, more than anything, I, I'm sure Chris will have something to say, but I just want to say thank you for rocking with us for, for this time, for agreeing to appear, to lend your ear, your time, you know, preparation, all of that. I'm really, really happy that you guys were able to join us. Salute to each and every one of you for all the things you've done this year. I'm sure next year we'll have even more, you know, we'll have even more successes for all of you. But more importantly, this was just about bringing us together. We should do this more often, do this more than we can. But salute to each and every one of you. You guys have given me a lot of food for thought, a lot of perspective, and I respect it because you came with constructive criticism each and every time. Um, Daniel was really, really hurt around the J. Cole thing. Like he was really <laughs> outside. outside he's left, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's gone in there. He's like, I can't take it anymore. Back this shit. <laughs> uh, but, but his impassioned plea, but that, that's what we love. And so it's really good to, one, for you guys to, for me to meet you guys properly for, for the first time, but also like, listen, this year has been crazy and you guys have all done your thing and suit to each and every one of you. We're always here. I can't, I couldn't be about unity. I sold t-shirts that we progressed together on it and hoodies. That's my thing. So wherever we can help you and, and do put you in positions or vice versa or whatever it is, just helping each other to get through whatever we need to navigate through. It's crazy times. Salute to each and every one of you and definitely thank you for your time. Chris, if you want to say anything else? No, I, I echo your sentiments. I just want to say thank you to everyone. Also, big shout out to Shotgun the Orcs and the guys over at Notorious POD. They were invited and originally they could make it and they were really supportive of the idea, but life happens. So they were unable to make it today. I just want to say shout out and thank you. Thank you to, to, to those guys. And hopefully, who knows, man, this can be like a quarterly thing or, you know, an annual thing, you know, mics of the round table, you know what I mean? Mm. Shout out to hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. Bless your lives, honestly, genuinely, bless your lives, man, because it's crazy times and just seriously, man, we, we support each and every one of you, we respect you. 
um, and just keep doing what you're doing for the medium. This is for the medium. I don't give a shit about nothing else. I don't care about. I'll be honest. I don't give a fuck about no competition. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Who gives a shit? This is about how we can progress the medium as far as wide. The more voices we have, the better it becomes. The more I don't know everything. I'm learning a lot from you guys. So that's the most important thing. That's what we need to do. So peace and love to each and every one of you. Yeah, respect, bro, man. My big up, big up, you, bro. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, big up you yourselves, guys, man. Appreciate You've been killing it as well. So and summit with your charity stuff, amazing, mate. Both of you, all of you, everyone here, man. Just it's a grind doing this. So I appreciate mm. everyone in this room that's doing it, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, for sure. Well, no, I'm doing I'm doing another twenty four hour podcast really soon, don't I? No, you need to you need to you need to relax. No, you need to relax. No, 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 no. No, I'm not I'm not No, I'll be honest with you. I'm not I'm not staying up for twenty four hours this time. No, I know. Listen, listen, listen. There's a plan, isn't it? It's twenty four hours and then a couple other twenty four hours and then it's the world record, isn't it? You need you need to you need to relax. You need to relax. All right, it's all right. Relax your life, never relax. Anyway, listen guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your evenings. Merry Christmas, happy new year. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Peace. everybody. Peace, peace. A special thank you to, to TBH, Create AOA, Beats, Rhymes and Life podcast and Rhymes and Dimes podcast for giving us their... Listen, it's crazy, man. It's family time and everything. They gave us their time, two yes. hours, um, and they spent with us. So much love to them. They're, so, they're a funny bunch of guys, man. And they got, Listen, hot it was takes. A cute, it was a cute effort. Yo, <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. Listen, the two things I love about that was when... When uh, when when Riz said it was a cute effort, now he wasn't trying to be like disrespectful. It was just, it was just he. That was how he felt. And then the other one was when we were talking about J Cole and and uh, Yemi talked about the Olympic, like the Olympic the medals, preach, the preach Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made me think of Daley Thompson. I don't know why. Not yeah, like yeah, Thompson, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought of Linford Christie. Linford Christie, like you know, yeah, these, yeah, are, yeah. these are people with um with uh, pedigree when it comes to getting gold medals. In it, the Dean, <laughs> the Denise Lewis of of preaching record um, breakers and that. <laughs> Chris Akabusi and yeah, that. man, Roy Castle and Amanda, you get me? <laughs> nah, but nah, much, much love to everyone. And um, yeah, next year is going to be a great year for all of you. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. And you know, last episode of the year, want to thank all the listeners. Um, all the listeners. It's good to talk on the microphone and, you know, wax lyrical about our favourite artists and music, but it doesn't mean nothing if people don't listen. So I want to thank all the listeners yeah. and thank all the people that we've had on the show, man. Like, I crazy can't even, go, I can't go through the list. It's it's too crazy and I'm going to miss someone. I'm, but I'll put on the Twitter. I'll put it on the Twitter. Yeah, we'll you know, put it on Twitter. Yeah. OC, Mike Geronimo, oh, Dart Adams. Oh, like... Jay Rawls, oh, we had, we had Beat Jay Butcher. Jay Rawls, Beat yeah. Butcher. Come on, man. Lyric Beat Jones, up. Shane Newer, Apollo Brown. Yeah, Static Selector. Static Selector, DJ Z. And we've got more coming up this year that we can't I'm, talk about right now. Not this just, year, next year. Next I'm, year, but that we're all done this year. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, but this is it. Like we all it's all about the people, it's all about the fans, it's about the listeners. Um, we absolutely each I'm just gonna I'm just gonna basically say what you said, but we love you, man, because if it wasn't for you, it's the only thing that drives us, it's those listeners who who love the podcast, who get in touch with us, give us feedback, who learn something new from it, who taught us something new from it. Like much love and, and uh, more more success to 2021 to, to us and to our fellow peers, man, because there's some dope guys in there, man. There's some dope people that are in there. And uh, yeah. I, I, think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go and listen to um, RTJ4 again. Yeah, you, you might have to. And yeah. you know what? I, I haven't really listened. I, I think I've briefly skimped Armani Caesar's project i think i actually really listened to it so maybe i have to listen to it and, and give it give it thoughts so i, I was um, going to add though i think um when i listened to a west side gun interview he basically said that she was really into trap 
that's the sound she had before. Like she was more of that three, six mafia type sound. So he may have tried something different with this project. So I'm looking forward to hearing her over that stuff. So yeah. Right. No, 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 absolutely. And thank you as well. Thank you, Chris. This has been a really good year. I mean, it's been a tough year for me for different reasons and it's worked out well in the end, but you held things down for me um, at my, at my worst. Um, And so I appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, man. I'm still, I'm salute to you for being a visionary and um, just for, you know, just, you know, being, being, being who you are, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, and also big up on your charity stuff. I said it to you personally, I said it on the timeline, but what you did was an incredible feat of endurance and planning. So respect for that. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it, I don't, I'm like, eh. like people are coming. You just, you are up for 24 hours talking for 24 hours. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, that's amazing. I was like, eh. Like I've been shouted at people. They're like, "What's wrong with you? Like, why don't you see it as a big?" I was like, "I don't. I could do it again." I'm, yeah, but what? What I'm why I say it's a it's an amazing feat. What the human body? The human body is not really supposed to be up for twenty four hours, bro. And even though you were sitting in one place for most of it, your brain was working. It's not easy. Mm. It's not easy. So take the credit. Take the compliments. You did a great job. And most importantly, Wu Tang is for the children, and so Wu-Tang. are you. So Wu Tang is for the children. I'm like I said to the guys, I'm doing another one. I'm doing another yeah, one. Yeah, you, you do what? need to relax. But I no, I'm, I'm nice nah, for the kids, man. There's a, there's a, there's a, you know me. There's always a plan in place, or there's a, there's an end goal. So I'm working towards a goal purely for charitable causes. This is hmm. purely for charitable causes, and I just want to put my, I just want to see if I can do it. I'm sure it will, but I think maybe February, March will be the next one. Maybe, cool. maybe right, I, might, I, might, I might need to set up the um Christopher Mitchell Foundation, innit? Start my own little charity and that. I got needs out here. You get me? No, I'm sure. I've, a lot of people said that to me. Actually, I've been speaking to a lot of people. They said my wallet is a charity. Can you can you donate? I'm Standard. Like, and the church need a roof. Come on. Wow. Um, look, end of the year. Peace and love to everyone. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Break the Atoms. Um, Chris is at I am Kinetic. I am Hip Hop Chronicle. Um, man. You guys are you guys are it. You are the you are the driving force behind it. Every single listener from across the world, whether you get in touch with us or you listen passively or you or you listen to us and, and call us on the phone. Whoever you are, wherever you are, love you, stay safe, look after your family, um, virtually hug, um, kiss your loved ones, tell them you love them, take care of each other. Um, it's been a tough year and hopefully we can see it through into next year and come out at the end of this and 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 really we can get together and and uh and have a party nothing more needs to be said man peace and love peace